0: You're listening to GID Radio, the best alternative for commercial
1: radio on GIDRadio.com. For the beats, for the love, for the alcohol, for the party. <laughs> One time like
0: <light>. OJ. Okay. <laughs> Letting the kick ride Letting the snare roll Letting the bottle pour Cups in the air flow Love what you hear though Everything black Feel like the beat
1: is everything Well then everything's back ha. Letting the speakers blast Letting the beats run Word to the crate digging Word to machine drums Get used to it as we proceed ha. Black radio for the lover Just the everything beats is slap. Slap. Everything is slap. Everything is black Everything is black Yeah everything is black The kick gon' knock The snare gon' crack And everything is black. 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 Yeah, everything is black. The bottle gon' gone The speakers gon' gone crack. And everything is black. Everything is black. Everything
2: is black. Blah 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 blah. blah ho Uh huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Are y'all niggas ready, y'all? Uh-huh.
3: <laughs> <Man. laughs> <laughs> bro! Yo, it's we,
4: holy, baby. We always like a 10-second delay to start this show.
2: Nah, it's all gr- it's all gr- grits and crackers, Yo, E is baby. Fra-
4: e look good. E. I know, man. Are you fresh? I did this Damn. for you, Stony. Yummy. Know I mean, he I'm
2: said. Glad. He said. I know.
3: This fucking
5: conceited ass I've been name. hanging
2: around Sean too much. <laughs> I'm trying to get that Eric swag.
4: Yeah, you know what that's I mean? exactly what they think about me. When Yo, don't get, it, don't get it twisted.
5: Quest over here smelling chill, all amazing. Chill, chill. Only, f- only wow. for you, Tony. Dang. Only on it
2: smells like. A... You know what it smells
3: like? It smells like McDonald's up in this. That's exactly run. what it smells like. I wonder why.
2: <laughs> it smells like fries and fucking salt and ketchup and, and wonderful goodness. Um, Stony, Stony? Well, well, the good news is that there's no horse meat in there. What, what did you get, Stoney? Yeah, that's Stony. the good news.
5: You hear about that? I did get a fish fillet. I ain't gonna lie.
3: I'm allergic to seafood.
5: I'm, I'm gonna lie.
2: You know, you know, I it ain't it ain't Taco fries. Bell or what was the um, other uh, uh, horse meat spotting? Uh, it was Taco Bell. Wasn't a Burger King and Burger King. Yeah, you know what I mean. I oh, don't
3: do that.
5: Well, it's not just. This. I, I didn't I, do I, it.
2: They did it. Plain Burger King.
5: <laughs> My boy got a burger at a deli. He opened up the sandwich. And there was a hole in the burger. A there hole? No what do burger. you mean? It was like meat in a circle and in the middle was just like it's nothing. It's like a, a burger <laughs> donut? A burger donut. <laughs> that's what you
2: call, that's what you call um, rats oh, eating no. through the oh, meat. Man. Oh, man. Yeah. And then regurgitating on the floor of the deli. Oh. And then the deli cat licking it up. Anyway, welcome to Blap on the radio. What's up,
4: y'all? What up?
2: You know what I mean? Feeling great, feeling good, feeling jiggy.
3: Yo, I
4: like this new uh, phone thing we got. We might be able to. We take got a calls new interface. We got man. some new fucking. We're,
2: we're
3: definitely be able to take calls now. I yeah. like Shout
2: this. Shout out the Ray, Ray. We gotta Ray. start taking calls. Shout the Ray. Shout the GID Radio. Um, you off. know, we're gonna start get making uh, or taking calls because I feel like you know there's motherfuckers out there that want to call in and and, mm-hmm. and say some stuff with us and to us, um, positive and negative, yin and yang, dark and light. <laughs> so, what the fuck happened this week, y'all? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right, oh, let's look man. at the shizzles. Word up. Oh, man, so much shit happened. Where's the... Okay, we got some music going. Did I turn that up too loud? No, we're no, good? no. We're good. Cool. We are good. We're what kind good. of
5: sweat is that, E?
4: Don't worry about it. Let's get into the show.
6: <laughs> yo, Eric is on that pimp i'm gonna
3: slap the no, shit no i've
6: been, I've been, I've, been reading, I've
4: been reading comments it's like we take like too long to get into the show
6: because
2: so we, I'm just we, we fucking right do because we're
3: still fucking talking about it. Nah, no but let <laughs> me tell
2: you guys something for all you listeners out there and don't get, get Eric, us wrong we, gonna get Eric we appreciate <laughs> we appreciate all of you guys tuning in and and it means so much that you guys fuck with us and our show yeah, and but I, you got to understand I, we're human like you know we do this f- every Friday for two hours for you guys. You know what I mean. We have a lot of fun with it. You know what I mean. Ease up a little bit. You know what I mean. Loosen up. You know we're not That's gonna true. fucking 10:01 p. You know p.m. I'm not gonna get into the fucking uh, you know uh, techni- techniques of how to how to EQ my kick drum <laughs> immediately at 10:01. Like yo, chill the fuck out. You know what I mean. Grab, yeah. grab, pour some Jameson. Grab a fucking Red Bull. Eat some uh, uh, Doritos. You know what I mean, dude. Just chill out, uh, hang out with us for a couple hours. I promise you, it'll be a good show. Um, and that's all I gotta say about that. Yeah, chill out. <laughs> yeah, and
5: thanks, and thanks to the guy. What's his name? I gotta forget his name. He wanted to give me double wood. That's what Whoa. he said.
2: Who said double wood to Somebody you? Somebody said Whoa. double. Wood people should people, not be allowed to say double no wood, wood to too. you, Stoney.
5: Born. I'm like, look, y'all coming and you know making comments about the show. Chill the fuck out. Wait, was that in the <laughs> chat room or he hit you? A fucking chat room, B. Oh, okay. I'm
4: like, come on. We read the chats now. Come on now. Now we do. Cut that shit. <laughs> we, we just started reading the chats. <laughs> wait, wait,
3: wait.
5: Eric, why are you airing it all out, oh, son? <laughs> uh, uh.
4: I, meant, I meant we always look at the chats. <laughs> no, we actually, we, we were talking about this before. We want to get Quest on the chat room starting next week so we can, we can uh, monitor what's going on yes. out there. Yes. And all you talking shit.
2: Yes. Can I talk shit back I, I invited. Nah, nah, no, no. okay, I mean, We're good. I mean, Y'all can get good. at me directly. It's,
4: it's, it's a positive vibe <laughs> up
2: here. Always. Yeah, we're all positive, you know. Um, Except for Sean. No, no love lost, no hate given or taken. Um, so anyway, let's get into what the fuck, man. Like, what happened this week? Sean, what happened this week? <laughs> you you tell me, man. I mean you're the one a lot. that's right. writing decrees and stone and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, yeah, man. So um we'll talk a little bit about um some interesting things happening this week. Um the new kit. You know, a lot of things, um, exciting things on my part. lately, that new eight oh eight Yo, I just released a brand new black kit. Uh is called the Black Kit Special Edition, eight o eights and string breaks. Stoney, did you cop that yet? Did you support or... Hell no, nigga. I'm about to ask for a copy <laughs> free copy No, right now. I got you. I got, got all you guys. Y'all see the hard drive? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, so I dropped uh, uh, another blab kit um, called 808s and String Breaks. Um, and it's just like, it's just it was just an idea I had for a long time. And I'm, I'm just really glad and fortunate and happy that it's actually um, it actually exists now. And, and I was able to, um, you know, bring it to the world um shout out to HipHopJumpSamples.com and alcoda um for hosting the um the kit you know it's a pretty much a partnership with uh nice. Samples and alcoda if, for those who don't know um alcoda is the brand that um develops the USB sticks so you have the little MPC USB You have a TR808 USB They have an SP 1200 USB stick, and um, they're really popular. They're they're, they've been around for a long time, and you know they're definitely like a popular commodity with um, producers and engineers and just music lovers in general. So, check out hiphopdrumsamples.com if you want to check out some of those uh, USB sticks, and uh, if you want to check out the new blab kit that I put out on 808s and string breaks, visit hiphopdrumsamples.com as well, and you can cop that there. It's twenty five bucks. Um, you know, I, I feel like it's definitely worth, uh, the money. Um, and it's basically just, you know, um, 808 kick drums that I process through, through my samplers and EQ and kind of, you know, just eight, the main 808s that I use in all my beats. Um, and then also two original string, uh, uh, riffs and loops. So you get all the BPMs in there, you know, I'm, um, basically, you know, composing different, um, you know, uh, string breaks, like, you know, um, violins, cellos, and all that stuff. And um, it's all royalty-free in wave format. So you can use, producers can use that to chop up and make their own compositions. Dope. So eight weights and uh, string breaks. Cop that. Why not? What else happened today? I wrote an article on my site called The 12 Laws for... The, tr- the 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 No, I'm sorry. The the 12 blab, 12 blab Commandments for hip-hop producers. Did you guys read it?
5: I haven't been home all day. i oh my just getting God. back. I just Stony. got off the plane. Strike two. I just got off the plane. <laughs> 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 no. <laughs>
2: Quest gonna read it. I'm going
4: to read it right now. Uh, uh, <laughs> that Eric, cool? did you read it? Oh, I've been man. at work all day, man. I don't
2: yeah, right. Sean obviously read it because he posted it. <laughs> um, pretty doesn't pretty. mean you read it. <laughs> Copy, and paste spelling it. errors, yeah. grammatical. I got no, it. no, no.
3: I didn't say there was, but oh. that's the reason why I read it.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. I'm Asian. I'm really good at that stuff. <laughs> and there's spell check on
6: it. Yeah, <laughs> and there's yeah. spell check.
2: So anyway, I, I dropped a um, another article. Um, I wrote an article a couple months ago called "The Twelve Laws for Rappers," and um, people sort of gravitated towards it. So. I wanted to write another one for producers, and I called it um, the 12 Blab Commandments uh, for hip-hop producers. Shout-out to my man, um, Algorithm, for coming up with the name um, 12 Blab Commandments. Um, so it's just basically 12 rules um, for producers. If you want to read those rules, follow me on Twitter at or log on to Twitter and go to my Twitter account at IllMindProducer. And I will tweet the link right now for you to uh, read the article. Uh, We may or may not go into it later.
5: What's your site again?
2: Illmind.biz. But go to my Twitter account right now, and you will see me tweet it right now. Boom, done, and uh, you can read that article. And uh, you know, we may or may not take calls later about it. We'll see. We'll get some opinions. Yeah, it'll be dope. It'll be awesome. Awesome. I like calls. Me too. Especially now a, that we're, we're You're
4: all good. about
3: interaction. How's that dinner going, Stoney?
2: Wait, are we, we're online right now, right?
3: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, okay. we're up. Yes, we're up. We're good.
5: Okay. A thousand apologies. I'm starving,
3: y'all. <laughs> 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 I, you know, I got to bust you so, for that. Right? <laughs> but yeah, um, you know, news, news. It's not too much. Yeah, There's what, not what too happened? much news that happened. I mean, the only thing that like I'm actually interested in is this album that... Uh, Black Daughter's is going to be coming out with, but yes, but yes. listen, it's going to be a blues album. Wait, what? That's what I. Wait, said. wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait. <laughs> That's what I wait said. no, I'm
2: not knocking it. I'm just interested now. Like, what, yeah, I'm why. like,
3: what? Like, it didn't didn't make any sense to me. But was yeah. he going to be rapping
4: over blues joints, or he's going to actually be really making sure. blues songs?
3: I'm not really sure, man.
4: You I, know, he'll I make don't. it interesting. I hope so. Yeah. yeah.
3: But, um.
2: So like blues, like straight up blues with like like Black Thought rapping mad hard on the blues. I don't know if he's going to be rapping. Or I don't know BB if he's going to be singing, like yeah. what exactly he's going to be doing.
3: But, you know, should be interesting. Um, yeah. Then uh, Style Speed's coming out with an album. I heard. All oh, produced by uh, Scram. Scram Jones. I man. saw that. April 20th. So that should be pretty interesting. I um,
5: love the idea that producers are doing what Ill Mind has been doing for a while. Doing, yeah, the whole, it, albums, the whole album. The whole album
2: is a good, I mean, look. Yeah, I I a good look. I definitely can't I can't credit that. myself for being the originator, no, but you, I I'm, I'm yeah, You're I'm very much into it. it. Yeah. You know, you did the very the Sky much into Zoo it.
3: I, I feel like you and Alchemist are the two that always do the full album. Man, loads. shout
2: out to Al. Al is a beast, though. He be cranking out like five or six a year. I don't know how he does Car-boy it. My boy, Al, man. He's I a mean, beast. Yo, I mean, Yeah. But, you know, the I thing. Mean,
5: yeah, I mean, yo, I mean.
2: There you go. The thing. <laughs> ooh, the Enjoy thing, that fish sounds with the extra oh, mayonnaise on it, the extra mayo with the mug.
6: I'm sauce, man. Yo, that
2: fish was made from. One of the fish that died. Don't, 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 two years. No, I'm it, kidding. Don't, don't. You know those millions of fish that dropped out of the air. No, I'm not kidding. Um, no, so like the whole like doing producing the whole album thing is very. It's very much a um, a big part of what I try to do. I mean, the reason behind it is because like you know, as a producer, you want to be able to connect with an artist on a higher level, and when you do that why short yourself by only doing one song? Absolutely. You know, I mean, there's so many factors that go into um, wanting to do more than one song with someone. I mean, there's so many factors that go into financially being able to do that, and then also, too, just taking the time and effort to, to focus on one person or one group as a producer. I mean, there's a lot of baggage that comes with that. There's a lot of effort and work. and But when you get to that point where you... Decide to commit to a project like that. I feel like that's sort of the highest level of um, producing uh, um, a piece of work. You know, when you're when you're producing for a single artist and you're o- overseeing the 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 sound and the texture and the production of the album. You know, you have input in a lot of things. You know, you're you're tracking vocals. Um, if you have an engineer there, you're probably they're tracking with with the artists. Um, You know, you have input with features. Um, You have input with um, pre-production, post-production. You know, a lot of times you have artists, let's say if you're producing an album with a rapper, you know, a lot of times um, you're just playing beats and, you know, the artists are choosing which beats they want to write to and things of that nature. And you're sort of like, you know, painting that picture for that person over a long period of time. And there's a lot of there's a lot that comes with that. So, you know, there's a lot of effort that goes into it, there's a lot of knowledge. Um, but I encourage all you producers that are listening right now, I encourage you to, you know, sort of put yourself in that space, that creative space, to try and and, and, and be a, a a true producer of an entire piece of art. It's really a lot of fun, a lot of work, and it's a lot of sacrifice. I'm not gonna lie, it's a lot, a lot of sacrifice. You know, you're not you're not emailing a beat to someone and then waiting for them to send vocals back i mean you're completely engulfed completely committed to creating a product from scratch and um you know it's some it's something that that everyone should experience as a producer
4: well it's more of a partnership too absolutely it's
2: not just about the
4: artists it's about both of you but, then, you but then
5: here's the beauty of it you learn the business part of it also because then like you're responsible for scheduling and you're responsible for getting you know you you yeah. you know some of us have to actually engineer the whole project as well. Yeah, and a yeah. lot of
2: times we're we're making f- f- we're taking financial hits. Yeah. I mean, you know, as a producer if you're tracking vocals um for an artist and it's a project you're working on, you got to remember, you know, you're you're most likely not charging that person. Yeah. So, if you're not charging that person, you're you're eating up the hours that you're 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 you could potentially be Spending on other things that could make you immediate money, so you're 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 committing your time, you're committing your effort into this project, and um, it's a lot. It's a lot to ask. for. I
5: mean, I think the best part of it is that a producer learns all the different aspects of it. So when they get into a major situation, they'll respect what the engineer does, and they'll respect what all the executives are doing because they've been an in the independent level yes. and they've seen how hard it is.
2: I love that you brought that up, Stony, because that's Studio etiquette. Understanding studio etiquette. See the 12 Blab Commandments. Mm-hmm. Commandment number 10. <laughs> Do you want to just get into them now? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Understanding studio etiquette. Check that out. Read that. Let me know what you think. But studio etiquette, I mean, you know, you can't, like, we, we don't learn these things unless we experience them. You know what I mean? Like, I, th- there's no way that I can know or be able to um, carry myself in a studio with a, I'm, I'm talking about like, that's the McDonald, that's the horse bag, <laughs> motherfucking, fucking, fucking. fucking um, if it's not gum, it's it's that's, paper bag. That's, <laughs> that's the paper bag swags. Stony's the best. Um, no, I was saying that. See, I lost my train of thought. You're talking um, about studio experience. etiquette. Okay, so studio etiquette. So you know, uh, in the article I was talking about, it, if we could talk about it now. Like you know as a new producer um you know you you start off as a bedroom producer so you're you're producing in your bedroom and you're not necessarily collaborating with people so if you were put into the position to run a session do you know how to do that and do you know what to do and i'm talking about an environment where let's say you're at uh King studios in new york it's a big studio talking about you know thousands of dollars spent into that entire day, locking it down. You have a very, most likely very skilled engineer there running the session for you. You have an SSL board. You have various different microphones to use. You have an artist in there that book time. And the goal is to create a song within that time slot or whatever you're trying to accomplish in that in that uh, studio session, which is probably... Anywhere between six hours, eight hours, 12 hours, sometimes, you know, 24 hours in some cases. So as the producer of that session, what do you do? Where do you start? Um, Who do you talk to? How do you know that you're not crossing the line? How do you know if you aren't crossing the line? Um, Different things that you need to be aware of to be able to be a leader in that. Because at the end of the day, as a producer, you're a leader.
5: And even even the technical stuff, like even not mm-hmm. even not knowing the technical stuff, you still have to be a great people's person. Because if your artist yes. decides they're not going to work for you that day, you have to somehow psychologically get into their psyche and get them in a space where they can be productive. And every, you, you're the you're the sole controller of that yeah. room. Yeah, that room has to move to your rhythm.
2: Right. Exactly. And 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 exactly what Stoney said. I mean, you know. And granted, every session, there's different, um, uh, uh, you know, different um, hierarchies as far as what's going on in those sessions. I mean, sometimes you'll get called in for a session and, you know, let's say you're a new producer and you, um, you know, sold a beat to fucking French Montana, right? Let's say you did a beat for French Montana and french is in his studio and you produce the beat and one of french montana's a and r's gives you a call and says hey you know we want to bring you into the studio to work on this track and i'll be honest with you if you're a new producer with with, you know very little credits under your belt nine times out of ten they're probably not going to make that call to invite you to the studio which to me is fucked up but There's two sides to it. Unless you you get the cosign. Unless you get the cosign. Right. The cosign is huge. Huge. But nine times out of ten, you won't get that invite. But if you do get that invite, you know, let's say you do, and you go into the studio. It's this big, nice studio, and you got French Montana sitting there. You got the engineers sitting there. You got fucking bottles of Jameson. You got a couple strippers on the side. You got a couple runners that are helping you out. Um, So you go there and you're trying to just figure out how do I participate right now? How do I control the room? What do I say to this guy first? I mean, I'm I've never met French Montana. So like, what do I uh, how do I uh break the ice with this guy? Mm. You know what I mean? And and it goes back to what you were saying what you were saying earlier, Stony, people skills, you know what I mean? Being able to kind of break the ice naturally with this guy and be like, "Yo, like, I mean the beat, you know what I mean? Like 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 you have to just kind of get in there and 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 set set it up for yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um
5: I think less is more. Right. The less you say the better it is. Yeah,
2: especially if you come off like you're a
4: big fan. That that's a bad That's move. a no no. If you come in like I'm such a fan of you I can't believe Yo, you chose French. my beat.
2: Like you know, you Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh really?
3: Done. Oh so you don't mind working for me for
2: free. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh man, that's that's that should be the thirteenth commandment. <laughs> she um never and ever ever keep your composure yeah. in that situation. And
5: never, ever, ever talk about money. Yeah. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That will be that that's definitely a no no yeah. in any of this industry stuff.
2: Exactly. And we're we're talking from the perspective of like a new situation, new producer, new thing. You know, you want to get in there right. and you just you're 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 the new kid on the block. You got to prove yourself. You know what I mean? So get in there. You already proved yourself by having a good enough track for a guy like French Montana to want to write to it and maybe eventually place it on an album or a mixtape to where you could potentially get some money for that. Uh, And so there's a lot of stages to it.
4: Oh, sorry to cut you off. But um, in, in keeping your composure, as you spoke about, as a young person, like... You know, I, I know it could be a little socially awkward to walk into a room where there's a crew of, like, 20 people who are all boys. Yep. Don't get too drunk or high or, like, I, fuck yep. up your whole career because yeah. you're n- a little nervous about meeting someone, you know. Right, because. Go in and be cool and professional and that's Cause, it.
5: Yeah, because they make you feel like it's a, it's a it's a fun time and everybody's chilling. But right. everybody's business is in order. Right. No matter sure. what you do, your business needs to be in order.
7: Right,
4: right. There's, there's always that person who wants to come along on the road or come to shows. They act like they want to do something, and then they, they just end up fucking it all up by getting too drunk.
5: To Get too comfortable. You can yeah, never, never exactly. get too comfortable. And that's yeah. a part of the studio etiquette also. You'll right. get really comfortable, and French will say, yo, Ill, what you really think about this? You know, if right. you don't dig it, to not say that. Right, <laughs> You can't ever get too comfortable where you're going to be completely 100% with these guys. Yeah, you
2: just got to be smart. I mean, you know, yeah. you don't, at that point, you don't have a good enough relationship with a guy like French Montana. I hate using him as an example. That's my fault. A guy like French Montana um, to, like, to just feel so 100% comfortable and be like, yo, man, no, nah, I don't like those libs. Do those over. But on the flip side, on the flip side, there's some artists out there that want that direction believe it or not. I mean, I'm talking about artists that we see on that caliber. These guys are are, are super-duper comfortable, super open. I mean, because they're so – they realize who they are and they know what it takes to create the best product possible. So a lot of times these artists want that feedback. Regardless of who you are, I'll tell you one guy that's like that, Kanye. Kanye, if you're ever in the studio with a guy like Ye, um he'll 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 get the opinion of everybody you know what i'm saying in the room like like feedback is is he's very much in tune with sharing the energy with the people in there and you know you're talking about a guy that that's very picky with who is in the room with him obviously but you know um that's what we're dealing with so you just have to know that and i think regardless of what situation you find yourself in um i think confidence is a big thing because if you're if you're confident in what you're doing and you know what you're capable of then the the shit you say in that situation will will ring you know what i'm saying if you're very timid and uh and- Uh, I'm not that good I'm so Oh my god Fucking Amber Rose is sitting right there Oh my god She looks so hot I don't know how to fuck Oh my god I'm getting a boner (laughs) It's a matter of Filling it out You know You just have to Fill it it out Pause
4: You know what I mean Oh that's you
2: But like you know what I mean Like you gotta control yourself You know what I mean I mean (laughs) Control it You know what I mean Wow Like, Like Just Have confidence that's really
4: the goal Um, yeah i mean if you if you feel like they're seeking out your opinion then you know even if you have something to say that you think could be constructive criticism approach it that way i think
2: i'll tell you now a lot of very experienced engineers and artists like they read that shit from jump an engineer that has done fucking 12 hours to 24 hours a day with so many different kinds of personalities so many people they've met so many people um, like Ryan West is an example, like this dude has met hundreds, if not thousands of different people, small and big. he just doesn 't give a fuck at that point so he'll if you get in a studio with with a guy like him or like a bigger engineer, like these guys like know what time it is like it, the minute you walk in if you 're inexperienced, trust me, they know and a lot of and a lot of these guys know they read that and then they 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 make sure. That um, a lot of times, hopefully, they make sure that you're comfortable. You know what I mean? Because they understand what's going on. You know, because a lot of really experienced engineers that are running these sessions are a lot of times they take the the baton and they they try and, um, you know, regulate the entire room. And that's part of their job. But there's a a line. You know what I mean? Like, if you're the producer of the – if you're the engineer of the session, then you should be engineering. You know what I mean. If you're the producer of it, you're sort of, you want to control the room. So if if the engineer see set, you know, is feeling the energy like you're not controlling the room properly, then they're gonna take that baton and take over the room over you. You know what yeah. I mean? And then and that's you know, the the nature of how that whole situation works. So
5: yeah, and also build a relationship with the engineer. Absolutely. Because if there's no chemistry between the producer and the engineer, it's it can be disastrous like that mm-hmm. that relationship needs to be established and understood from the from the minute you walk into a room it's if it's a new engineer you guys need to talk vibe that engineer well. needs to feel your energy too so that the direction that you're going in they can kind of get what you want you know yeah. and, and then you have an open forum to talk freely Right. You know, and that engineer doesn't feel like, oh, no, that's fucking wrong or you know. Right. You have to ha- have that kind of relation, a good relationship with your engineer.
4: Yeah, and a good good communication. Because huge, otherwise your track huge. could end up completely different than you wanted it to sound. You know,
5: but it goes back to what Il's always saying about, you know, learn the language of the studio because an engineer is not gonna understand, you'll turn the highs up right over there. Right. No, you have to talk in you know, in Hertz and the language. Right. The studio language, there's a studio language too. There's a whole other language. It's in the a whole studio. language. Yeah. It's a
6: whole you have language. To know the, the
5: logo. And
2: again, again, I'll reference my uh, 12 Black commandments. Um, commandment number three understand music theory. Um, you know, that that's really important because when you start to, when you go from, you know, tracking your local rapper in your bedroom to recording at fucking record plant with, a Grammy-winning engineer and, like, two runners and then a couple songwriters and then an artist and then a manager and then an A&R from fucking Interscope and then you, you know, and then you're sitting there, you're trying to prove yourself as a producer and the engineer asks you, all right, cool, like, you know, uh, what key is this song in? Or, like, can you replay this? Or do we need to bring a musician in? Like, you need to take control of the room. And if you don't know how to do that, then you need to, um, practice and be able, be able to have that knowledge because that's your first impression. You know, if you get in there with Jimmy Douglas, you know what I mean? Jimmy Douglas is, um, OG engineer for, um, Timberland and, you know, Justin Timberlake and a lot of people, with Danger Hands, you get in the studio with this guy and you don't know what the fuck you're doing. Like he's going to remember that. And so is everyone else in that room. And when you leave that session, that's that impression that you're going to leave with those guys is oh, this dude, you don't mind. Like this dude don't know shit. Like who is this kid? Like, like we're not getting him back in here. You but, know what but I mean? Th-
5: but then it goes back to relationships. I remember being in a session and I'm not going to say the guy's name. And he had an MP and he didn't know how to send his different tracks out of the, the separate outputs. Mm-hmm. And the engineer dude was so humble that the engineer was like, yo man, I'm, I'm going to show you how, you know, like, the engineer wanted to help him absolutely because right. he just didn't know how to do it. But because he's so humble, so chill, it was like, "Yo, it took a, a while to, for him to catch the concept." But because he was so cool, the engineer said, "Fuck it, I'm gonna show you." But then you have some assholes that walk in, yeah, nigga, I did that beat, nigga, that's my shit." Nobody's gonna help you, right? If you're an asshole, yeah. nobody's gonna help. They don't want to so see you win. Then you,
4: they don't care.
2: They don't care. It, you know, of
5: course, because you're walking in like you big. You know, like you know what's like going you, on. Yeah. Big and style. you can never know. You can never know too much in the studio. No, as, as much as I've so been in the studio, land. as right. much stuff as we know, there are times me and Il sit together, He'll show me something. I go, Oh shit, what was that? Yeah, you know. Or I'll show yeah, you. and Stony will
2: show me shit, and I'm like, God damn, really? That's crazy.
5: I mean, simple stuff, stuff yeah. that you didn't even think about, and you go, Oh, damn. But if you don't have that relationship, you can forget about it.
2: Yeah, and so, you know, again, and that always goes back to the whole people skills thing. Just knowing how to. um be a a a delightful person to be around.
5: That's
1: real. Oh, oh that was my
5: wow.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what is this shit? Uh Terrence?
5: You didn't even have no McDonald's.
2: Nah, this is uh what? For And it, it doesn't look, look like gray. you had
3: it doesn't look like you had much of that either.
2: But I had back. I had Jameson Black before he bounced. Oh. And guys, just for the record, I'm not an alcoholic. Okay. <laughs> I'm not. The only time I drink like this is Friday, cause it's just so much fun. Oh my God! There's
6: no
5: beer in
2: here. Word. So let's shift gears, man. I feel like I've been talking mad. Now, too last much.
5: last week we had the whole um answering the questions and sharing yeah. our plugins. People we, love, we that. So, yeah, I love that.
3: Yeah. Really
6: they love that, but I want to take
2: some calls, motherfucker. They I
4: like the calls. But they also love blabber crap too. They love that, but it would be cool to maybe take a
2: couple calls and with just questions. Just some random maybe. questions,
6: yeah.
3: random yeah. calls. Go ahead, spit it. All
2: right. So, I want you motherfuckers listening. I love Don't all call you guys. Them no motherfuckers, I'm man. a motherfucker, but I want you beautiful people <laughs> <He said> mother- <laughs> to call us right now, okay? Random question. Any question you want production related and we will try to answer it for you. That's going to be fun. 212-967-1307. Again, that's 212-967-1307. Call us up. Any kind of question you want to ask us, we will be more than happy to answer that for you. Production related, this is a producer radio show, right? You know, you motherfuckers. I like go.
4: that you throw that in because you know the question will be completely way out to the left. Otherwise. I want it yeah. to
2: be left.
5: Yeah, that'll be fun. It'll
4: it'll be about
2: all right. Um Ray, we need some help here because this is the first time we're using this jump jump off. All oh, you I don't gotta know do it. This is ringing. It says so I see some shit blinking over here. You would Press that. Press one of them. Yeah. Okay, here we go. We got a caller, son. Yo, you live on Blab on the radio. What's good?
3: Hey, what's good, man? Um, I was actually gonna ask, um, uh,
2: for some tips on networking. Okay.
4: So oh, you, just gotta, network you gotta and
2: turn your turn your radio down in the background. Yeah, turn your, your radio down. It? Oh my fault. So you have you have some questions about networking? Anything specific or just general? Uh, just in general. Okay, um I'll take that on. This shit is great by the way, Ray. Ray. Ray, <laughs> Ray right, on his um, job. So networking um you know, networking is a is a, is a funny thing because you know, the thing that we all have to understand especially being a producer is you know, this industry is a people industry. So yeah. you know, your your net your network is your net worth, right? So, yeah. you know, the the more people you know and the uh, types of relationship, the types of relationships you have with those people is really important because, you know, um, the the people that you know are are important in the fact that you know. Whoa, what's that? what's that? What's that sound call. right there? He's probably got call, call waiting. Waitin. Okay, call waiting. This shit. Okay, cool. Um, the people that you know are everything. You know, as a producer, you know. In order to get your your production and your beats in the hands of the right people, you have to rely on other people. So I'm talking about A and R's. I'm talking about you know middlemen, artists, um, managers, um, beat brokers. You know all these people are the the people that will get your production and your beats to the right people. So the yeah. more people you know that you know are able to shop your music to um the better off you are and um also too, um you know just knowing who these people are you know i mean that's the question like you know if i want to send uh let's say i want to send a beat to eminem right okay like how do how do how do i get my beats to eminem that's that's like that's the golden question so what you need to know is all right who's right now today in 20 you know 2013 who's working Eminem's album you know which A&Rs do I need to talk to right now to pitch my stuff to um okay. and if I find out who those people are what is the proper way to send my music to those people and to be honest with you it's really simple um with the technology of today and online and and the Social media, you can find out who these people are, and nine times out of ten, these people are open to beat submissions. Yeah, right, they, Stoney. Yeah, they, al, I and mean,
5: al, and also networking, network with people like-minded, like yourself. You know, network with people who are trying to do what you're doing, so that while they're grinding, you're grinding, and everybody's sharing with the information with each other. You want to do okay. that too, right? But you, you don't want to just chase cats that are like on, on, you want to chase, you want to run with cats that are running also. That okay. way you guys can run together. And one somebody's got to hit a, a point. One of you guys, if ten of you guys are running, somebody's going to get to the finish line, and yeah. the rest are going to ride. You know, I mean... Yeah, as like, long as
4: everyone's working. Well, that's sure. what I said, like-minded. Yeah. Everybody in the right. same but, space. But yeah. to go back to what Il was saying, uh, in terms of the beat submissions, make sure you're submitting it the way people are asking. So, you know... Yeah. Follow them on Twitter, whatever you know, social media they have, and see what they're asking for. So you're not just sending a bunch of beats to the wrong email that they don't even check, and you know, follow them and see see what they're actually asking for. Okay. Um, okay. But I would I would say one other thing one one thing that I think a lot of people coming up the mistake they make is they might have one person in the that in the business that they might kind of rely on like that person's going to put me on, nope. and then they sit and wait. Yeah. Don't ever do that. Make sure you know hundreds of people that that you can network with and and work with because you know that, that's what it's going to
3: take.
5: And have right. something to offer while you're asking, while your hand is out, you should be giving as well. Right. So not and not just beats either. Yeah.
3: Okay. yeah. Well, I, I, can I ask one more question?
6: Yeah. Go ahead. Sure.
3: Okay. Um, I had um gotten a beat to um Tabby Bonet's A uh, and R or personal representative, I guess. And, okay. Uh, he he said that he had liked them but then i guess i i I had asked you know i had brought up the topic of money like you guys said earlier like not to bring it up but i i brought it up and then you know i never got a reply to that
2: well okay well you know the and that's another very common mistake with um you know being being a relatively new producer and trying to kind of break into the game and, 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 uh, you know, build a name for yourself, you know, uh, I'll, I'll use tabby Bonnie as, as a uh, example, you know, he, he's, he's the sort of artist that has, um, a pretty decent following. Um, you know, the money thing is a funny thing because, you know, you, you want to, you want to, at the same time, you want to understand what you're worth and you don't want to undersell yourself. But on the flip side, um, you, you're at that point where you're just, um, you know, building up your resume. You know what I'm okay. saying? So, so I, th- I think the smarter thing to do in that situation is to build a, a, a positive type of working relationship with that kind of person in that camp. Because, you know, from that relationship will come better music and more reliability and, and more callbacks. I mean, you got a guy like Tabby Bonnie who, who you know, you might do a, a song or two for him for free and they might be really good songs and they might be free at the moment, but you never know if those songs, you know, take off to a certain extent. And you got a guy like him performing the songs and people are loving it and it's getting a lot of love you know that's one way for you to start getting your name out there and then build a relationship with him to where okay now he's working on an album and because you produced this really big record for his mixtape you're going to get that call back because you're a good person because you have really good beats and now that's your opportunity to start um opening up you know getting paid for your tracks now and you're you're now part of payroll so that's a lot of that's one thing that a lot of artists do is they'll They'll seek out new producers, and they'll they'll test producers and put them on mixtapes to see how they maneuver see if they're asking for fucking you know five thousand dollars up front you're not going to get that, but if you're a producer and you're you're talented at what you do and you build a relationship with them, trust me like they're going to make those callbacks and they 're going to rely on you for the album and in that moment, you know that's your way of so, sort of getting your door into the um to, in, into the camp so
5: I mean the one okay. the one thing that you want people to understand is that you have a passion for what you're doing. when people feel your passion that that inspires them to want to work with you because of the passion that you have for the music. The minute you start talking about money, it makes them feel like the passion is money driven and when it's money driven there's no feeling there. so right. what happens is you disconnect somehow with asking for money and not saying that you're devaluing yourself by you know by not taking any money but do your passion. The money's gonna come.
2: Yeah, exactly. it's gonna come.
5: Yeah.
6: Okay. All right. Yeah, thanks man. for calling. I appreciate yeah.
2: the
5: info, man. Thank
2: you. Of course, man. For all of you guys. That Good luck, brother. Right, thank Peace. You. Peace. Thank you. Peace. Peace.
4: Thanks, all right. Should we take one more before Black Friday? Let's take another oh, yeah. call.
3: Just take three let's, more. Let's, then,
4: then we're let's gonna make it swift. Let's do a <laughs> quick one. Yo, call sure us right answers. now. Two one
2: two nine six seven one three zero seven. Call us two one two nine six seven one three zero seven. Ask us fucking anything production related. How to and you know if you ask me how to make fucking banging ass big potatoes, I can't help you.
5: Well, if they ask you about wonton I soup, I mean,
2: wonton, I'm all day. Wow, I mean, that's so racist. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's take this call. All right. Yo, what's good? You live on Black on the radio. Hey, what's good, fam? Hey, uh,
7: first of all, I just wanna let y'all know I enjoy the show.
2: Thank
4: you, man. Appreciate, Appreciate it. Thank
7: you. It. Thank you. Okay. A uh, question I have for you guys is, um, what do you guys think about, um, like, submission sites for producers, like a go-between? So, like, like dynamic
6: producer.
2: Okay, so, like, middleman sites that, like, shop your beats for you.
7: Yeah, or well they, they say, you know, this artists is looking for placements or any kind of opportunities. What do you guys think about those um, sites?
2: Um I think I think a lot of them are really good. Um it's a good idea to take advantage of a lot of that stuff. Um you know, a uh, a couple sites that I can definitely shout out. One is uh, istandardproducers.com. Um right. they do they do a really good job with um you know, accepting beat submissions and then kind of weeding them out and 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 forwarding those beats to certain ANRs and power players in the industry. Um you know, istandard is very well connected with Uh, certain people that you need to be connected with so that's a that's a good buffer Um, you know pmp worldwide is great Um, you know beat beat stars is a really good website to shout to Abe Um, that's a really good website that allows you to upload your beats and then not only submit to big projects but also um, create an account to where you have upcoming artists purchasing your beats for a lower amount and then you know that's a good way for you to be able to make some money on the side too so um i encourage those sites just do your research um make sure the sites are legit um you know make sure you're not getting ripped off for the fees you know because a lot of these sites rely on um producers to sign up and and pay fees for the site so that's how they make their money um you want to you want to make sure that if you are spending money on these websites. That you're getting um, what you want to get out of these sites, so um, I definitely encourage it. Um, it's a nice way to, um, you know, add some extra hands and some extra help into you shopping your beats. Um, but it comes with a price. So if you're willing to pay the money, then you know a lot of times it's worth it.
4: Yeah, and make sure there's enough legitimate opportunities that work for you. I mean, if if you make boom bap beats and and all the artists that they're looking for. Looking for trap beats? It doesn't really make sense for you.
5: Did we? Did we tell them about PMP? Did we mention PMP? Yeah,
2: yeah P&P P&P worldwide. Yeah. Okay.
5: Yeah. 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 Thank you for All the right, call. All right. Thanks, man. All right. Hey.
7: One more thing. Hey, L-line? Yeah. What's up, man? Yo, that 808 blap kit you dropped. Man, just
2: retarded. Thank you. Thank you, man. Yeah. I'm glad I'm glad you enjoy it, man. Like oh, you yes, know.
5: sir. Yes, sir. I'm about to, I'm about go, to go raid the hard drive. Ah, man. Uh, man.
2: Drive y'all, y'all thank game. you, brother. Y'all put a lot of hours Yo, into go, that, man. Let's go so. to the of crap. Bro. Appreciate it, brother.
5: There's another call. There's another call.
2: One more call. All right, man. Peace. One more call. One more call. All right, let's get another call. We just missed somebody. Just call back real quick.
5: Go back real quick, whoever that book
2: Yo, give us a call back if you call me. Call me. We got time for one more quick question. 212-967-1307.
3: And the big homie just came through too, so. Yeah, yeah we got a and, super and, special guest and today. And like, you know, 20 minutes. and about 15, 20 minutes, we're going to get right into it. All
2: right, we're going to make this quick. Yeah. What's up? You on Blab on the radio. What's
7: going on, y'all? What's going on? What's up? On? I had a question I got for y'all. What's your take on um, producers remaking records in what way well like for example like business situations i've had where i sent out beats and then like you know a couple months later i'll hear it not maybe that beat but the same sample chopped in the same way or you know and and sometimes you have artists that are also producers and they hear a sample and they can you know they can remake it or they can remake the beat. so like what would you say like would be the best way to sort of like go about like handling a situation like that without in a way like damaging your own credibility or, you know,
3: reputation. Because sometimes you have like relationships with these people, you know? Well I um, mean go ahead, I don't this whole sample thing is kinda of weird because, you know, nobody nobody owns no loops like Google mm-hmm. said. But, you know, it's yeah. just like you can you just as long as you do your own spin to it, I, I i fuck with it, but like if you obviously are just biting somebody else and doing the same shit, I wouldn't say. I, yeah,
2: I mean, this is this I, is I, I my thing. thing. I, I mean it happens. It happens, yeah, it so definitely, you know, happens. It happens. that that's Everyone just happens. an unfortunate um thing that we as producers have to deal with. I mean, you know, first and foremost, copyright your stuff. Um, you know, go to copyright.gov and, and, and copyright your stuff. Um, you know, and if you're sampling you you're 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 going into a territory of um open market. You know, if you if you loop a sample, then you can't necessarily blame someone else for looping the same sample because you don't if you take that to court, you don't have a case because right. that's not an original piece of music. Now, the difference is if you create um, talk about sampling, if you sam- if you chop a sample, and it's like very, very original, it's like very um distinct, and then you have a song that comes out that has basically the same exact kind of chop, then you have more of a case to be able to fight that. Um it's very, very it's it's a very delicate situation because when you sample, you're always gonna run that risk of, of, of being liable or um you know, running that risk of someone stealing your idea. Now if it's an original piece of music and it's copywritten, and then you get a, a bigger artist or someone else that you know tries to duplicate that piece of music. Then you can take that to court. You know what I mean? But just just understand that you know there's some invo- there's some uh, uh, energy that you need to put into that. You need to hire a lawyer to be able to fight that case for you. And it really also depends on how big of a song it might be. I mean, if it's l- fucking uh, 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 you know Joe Schmo rapper from. You know, the next town over, uh, uh, you know, remaking your shit, then it's probably not even worth it to 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 care because that guy might upload their song on YouTube and get five plays and it really won't matter. So you have to just pick and choose your battles, know what you're up against. But um, the safest bet is to copyright all your music. And also, too, if you're going to sample again, you know, just know uh, uh, what you're up against when you're sampling music
5: and look on the bright side, your idea was dope enough that somebody would want to steal it that's not a bad thing it's yeah. a good thing that it's means you're being, that means you're creative enough that they want to right they want to do what you're doing
2: and 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 at the end of the day one one cool technique to kind of undercut all that is to you know create a voice for yourself, create a brand for yourself, create um online awareness you know um so that if something like that does happen. You have the resources to let people know via the Internet, you know, Um, Twitter, Facebook, you know, email shake from fucking two dope boys and let them know, yo, this dude jacked my beat. Can you post up, you know, the shit and like air this dude out? Like, you know, and that goes all the way back to relationships. Like the more people, you know, that are rooting for you and the more phone calls you can make and the more star power you have the less of a chance that someone is able to steal that beat from you. Like I I could tell you right now, like someone like me, like I'm not the biggest producer in the world, but I feel like I have enough of a following to where if someone were to copy one of my beats, I'll fucking air their asses out and get my lawyer to, to, to fucking hound on them and, and it won't fly. You know what I mean? But that's only because I'm very engaging with um, the production community and, and, you know, people like Rosenberg and Miss Info and all these different people. Like, I can call them and and ask them to do certain favors for me. Um, yeah, so, but Ill mind. yeah, but uh, yeah, well, it took fucking it took fucking ten years of being broke <laughs> to get to that point. But you know, you you know what I'm saying. So, just kind of like you know, just be aware of of what you're doing uh, is really the the moral of the story. So, thanks for your call, brother. Right,
7: right. Thank you. It's, I just uh, I had to ask that because it's just a lot of. Realistically, a lot of producers aren't copywriting their stuff when they're sending them out every week because it's just, we tend to create so rapidly, like, you know, we, we're, we you know, just like you said earlier, you have to be the leader, you know, in, in the room, so it's just, you have to be on, on top of the curve when everything's coming, and, and for, for people that are artists as well as producers, like myself, it's just very frustrating when you have a product that you shop on a regular basis, and then a couple months later, sometimes you hear, you know, you might even hear references, to a hook or something like that sounds familiar to your hook or something. And it's just, it's something that, that I noticed as at least from my perspective, it's something that I've experienced. i was just wondering, like, if you've ever experienced that in your professional
5: life, you know, and just how to handle it. So I appreciate your, you know,
2: your input. For sure, brother. Yep. Thank just you. keep your head up, man, and, and keep chucking, man. Fuck the haters. And, and,
5: and try to dig into a different creative pool, because we all want to dig into the same pool. Like, dig somewhere else.
7: Exactly. Right. Thank you man. you guys keep doing your thing. I love your show. I listen every
2: week. Appreciate
7: thank
3: it, thank man. You.
2: Appreciate the support, brother. Peace. I uh, always stay cool. All
3: right. All right. Let's get in this blap of crap. We only got like you know
2: we got a few minutes to do it. Yeah, let's, we got some time. I we don't want to. I, I
3: got a lot of questions, man. I want to cut into this interview. All, all right, time. so we, uh, have a, we have a very very <laughs>
2: special guest today, uh, uh, Sean. Who do we have today, man?
3: We got Andre Torres.
2: Who's he Andre is, Torres? For he's the people the that do founder, don't
3: know. publisher, and editor in chief of wax poetics um if you don't know you should really just just y'all jump off a of bridge nah nah nah, <laughs> nah nah we gotta put them on that's what it's all about but exactly yo a lot of cats don't even know he was also uh he was also the first editor-in-chief of scratch you know scratch that was magazine like, that and was rest in peace baby that was like our bible so
2: it was our bible for sure for real
3: so yeah after this blabber crap you know, we're gonna get right. Let's into hear him, some uh.
4: beats, baby. Yo, Sean, that, so I don't know how to uh, to uh the first name's Lex Malik. Is that it? Lex Malik, probably. Lex Malik. Okay. It's Well Malik. it's M E L E K, so It's probably Malik. All right, I got you. All right, so that's <laughs> what it is. Lex, He's a Melik Malik. Lex Malik. Malik.
5: <laughs> is it Lex Malik? I'm just
4: Stony's trying to read he... English, Stoney. Thank you. Yo, Eric Stoney's
3: on his right. shit. on her shit. She's on her shit. I don't know what I did
4: wrong this week, Stoney, but whatever <laughs> nah, it is, nah, I popped You know what it is?
3: She gets a little McDonald's in her, so she all of nah, a sudden nah. got an attitude. Testosterone will be <laughs> flying,
2: That's and all those chemicals and shit. Hormones are up. Right you know what I mean? Sure. All right. All right, you ready? All right, let's do this Let's hear this fucking play.
3: I'm good. Um, Sean, see, Lex is a homie. Oh yeah, but I. Ah. No, I'm a vote. You dead on that. I'm a vote. I'm a vote. I like the beat, but you just needed to have a switch up at the hook. That's it.
5: I like the beat. I'm blapping it. It's hard. Yeah, that shit is tight, dog. Yeah, I'm a. i am I mean, it's it refreshing anyway. compared to all the stuff we've been hearing for the past. Wait, couple. wait,
3: is Stoney changing her tune for Oh, you know? oh, these hey, two. Hey, hey, this is hey. the fucking hey. blapper crap hey. couple right <laughs> here. You know? I, did you do you, you you hear this right?
5: Son, the, I the hear snare, the snare was like. No, nah, nice, nah, so go ahead. No, go nice, ahead.
3: Go ahead with that. <laughs> <laughs> he had a nice
5: swing on the snare. No, I know. Nice, I like how it was stacked. And the, it was I know. Like it that's wasn't, it was like that's little, the homie. You know what, know what I'm saying? That's the homie.
3: Him. That's yeah. the homie. But yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, just, ba- I just, I just wanna, I just wanna switch up at the hook. That's it.
2: Yeah, I'm blapping it. Um, I think the drums were dope. Word. The only thing that that irked me about the mm-hmm. beat was that little th- blip that came in. it boom. Mm-hmm. It sounded like the um the the Mac. So, Sound effect.
4: That's exactly what I was thinking. When you push the wrong, <laughs> when thing, you push the wrong, yeah, wrong yeah, thing, go, whoop, it go boop. To goes let you, down. yeah, get rid of that it's thing. It's just, just I, that, actually, that. I actually liked it. Really, I I like that. That. that? that was okay. the one part of the beat that just—it just, it came in and it. Now, was now weird. with
5: with an MC on it, it might feel different. For, sure, for sure, Yeah, you
4: yeah. would. That's probably, just that's, that's just that's just the nitpicky producer thing. That's definitely
3: a Joey joint, though. Yeah, no, shit
4: is a blapper right there. It's a
3: blap. It's a Definitely a Joey. Yeah,
4: that beat all last week. In our first one, so let's see. see? The next All right, one. Archie Green.
3: Oh, that's, that's the homie too. Oh, is you, it? Yeah, he was at the uh he was at the celebrity black.
2: Let's hear some shit, baby.
3: I don't know him personally, though. No. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
5: Um, the sample selection is dope. I think that when you know when you're adding drums to a loop, the drums have to match the mm-hmm. loop. And I felt like the drums when it, when the first dru- when the dru- first set of drums came in, the live drums, the uh, the shaker, the mix was just all was wrong. The, the the mixer was just the shaker was just too high. The drums were too loud. And um, the second set of drums was like lower, and it was just, it just didn't matter. It kind of like, I don't know, it just kind of lost, it kind of like it didn't sink anymore. It, it was, creatively it was dope. I just, the drums kind of would just not mix properly, and it didn't sink really.
3: So you like the, uh, you like the, the idea, idea of the beat, yeah. but not the mixing and the technical part.
5: The t- yeah, it kind of started phasing weirdly, like, like in the middle, in the beginning it was tight. I was like, oh, but then like in the Started the drum started kind of going too far left. Like All right,
3: so verdict is
2: we'll come back to you. McDonald's burger, <laughs> <laughs> horse Emma. meat. I'm gonna give it a horse meat rating. No, um I'm gonna say crap. Um I think it was a cool idea. It just it just wasn't a dope beat to me. I mean, I, I just mm-hmm. have I have a high threshold of of what I'm impressed with, and it just didn't impress me. So I'll say crap. Generic.
4: I was right on the line with it. Um, I agree. The second set of drums were weird with the where you kind of added the snares. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I lean towards Blap just a little bit on yeah. that one.
3: Well, I'm I'm, I'm kind of there with you. Yeah, there so with I'll you. give it a Blap.
5: I'm, I'm going to lean towards Blap because the idea was really dope. And if he just... Gets the drums tied It'll be a good Yeah that's just like Some mixing
3: shit That's, that's a great thanks point for,
2: Thanks for making me Look like an a-hole No yeah, no you but You're an asshole Thank you But if, if <laughs> he gets you, back And much. does that Let's do, let's do, one, right. more. Let's no, do but, one more No but, but
5: you know, Ill Il is right The beat wasn't It wasn't a sick beat yeah, yeah. It I wasn't mean,
3: crazy. He, he, no, all right. It doesn't always have to be a sick, crazy beat. Doesn't right, have exactly, to be like exactly. you know, rah rah. No, no, you know no. no. That like, shit. That shit. Sometimes gotta, a nigga gotta chill, yo. That shit. Right. That, <laughs> shit <laughs> that
2: shit. <laughs> gotta <laughs> sound. That shit gotta sound like baby Jesus in a strip club. <laughs> what? I'm sorry.
4: All right. This is uh, Earl Benjamin from South Carolina. All
6: right. All
2: right. With, spotted, with a spotted pig burger.
3: me at that double time shit.
4: <laughs> Chun actually took his headphones off when that came on. I took a no, just I, to give the visual. Uh, he
3: lost. He lost me at the double time shit. Um, I thought it was cool. You could have did a different switch up though, instead of the double time. Uh, kind of like what? What kind of drums would I call that? That was
2: um uh, uh jungle. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
2: That was. I, Ooh, ah. What? <laughs>
3: <laughs> all right so so what's up
5: i, I, I thought it, it was I, I thought it was just I, d- I didn't like it it was just sounds yeah. i didn't feel anything i didn't feel like it just it was just sounds it didn't make honestly
2: like it, honestly it, like it, it uh, didn't make for, your, your 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 insides tickle for no what it, no tingle no. for no what tickling. it
3: was i feel like that would be somebody something for like uh, a whiz because he's very he's very airy and Right.
2: Shit like that. Like, I, didn't, that's I, didn't, like stuff the, I didn't like the airy for.
5: selection of the the synth, whatever that thing yeah. was. i was yeah. just like, I don't know, I just yeah. didn't feel like, it didn't feel. Right yeah, it at. didn't yeah. move me either. Yeah.
2: So. Eric, I
4: liked it actually. Yeah, yeah, I kind of yeah. had a, a old West Coast funk vibe to me, and right. I liked that. What? Yeah, yeah, it I'm feels, not gonna lie until it switched up, and I even I yeah. the switch up to me wasn't even bad. Like it was just different. You know, it's not he w- they, went, they weren't trying to make a hip hop song all the way through and yeah, they were trying yeah. to do something different i liked it
2: that's some okay. shit that i can hear at um at like a restaurant with the lights dim like about oh, to order yeah. some fucking fucking like uh, so food. About, a sushi you're spot about, you're talking about ace hotel like i'm chilling at ace yeah. hotel yeah and i got like a upscale thai spot i got like i got like, like, I got, I got like, I got, like my jameson stuff. on uh, on the rocks and like i'm about to order like <laughs> you know clams a dozen clams and shit and like the the jungle park comes Jameson in Jameson
3: and clams that's that's a dangerous
2: combination <laughs> <my friend>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like yeah I got the clams and the Jamie and like that double time shit comes in and there's like candles everywhere and I'm just I'm just like chilling in New York City and
4: that's not a bad feeling though. No I like that It's feeling. like like uh I always wonder if there's like a Muzak channel that they sold just to those <laughs> restaurants. Yeah. Like, like, how do they get all those tracks? Yeah. I, I don't yeah. know where they come from. It's just but.
2: like a really unique, kind of like cool kind of thing to yeah. hear. Um, all right. I, I
5: mean, I'm just, gonna, I'm, I'll blap
2: it just because of that. Yeah, it's just like cool. It's for just that. for something different.
5: Yeah. For
2: it's something
5: something different. different.
3: Something different. I'm crapping it. All right. All right. Well, that wraps up Blapper Crap.
2: Blapper
4: Crap. Yay. All right. Keep, yo, make sure you send them in next week. We'll get through more yeah, next yeah. week. Um, Blap so on the better. radio at gmail.com. And just
3: let me say one thing. Uh, we ask you to send one MP3, but it doesn't mean to send one to MP3, but five emails. So oh, yeah. Just I know exactly who you're talking send about. Send? Just, just, just send one. Um, that's yeah. cool. You know what I mean? And we'll fuck with it. But if you send like five,
2: then, you know.
4: It kind of disqualifies <laughs> you, right? I feel like... Because <laughs> it makes it unfair because we picked this completely randomly. I feel like
2: producers yeah. are... are uh, um, could follow the rules easier than MCs. Not saying that MCs are are, are not Dude, you're, rule you're followers. You're reaching now. You know what it no, is? It's, right.
5: it's
3: probably just because, you know, they see a chance to submit something, they don't really read it all the way through. Like, all right, wow, well, I can submit something, somebody can critique it.
5: They read That's it. That's all th- they really think they about. Read you know I mean? They read it through. They read it through Well, I mean you you get, have you get like an there. email address and you then all of a
3: sudden I'm signed up for like all these crazy rappers and shit. Yeah. Like well, I'm getting crazy emails, so I have it's, to It's about, they just want to do what Anxious. they want to do. Yeah. I
5: mean, they do see it. They're reading it. Good. Just follow the rules, yeah. that's all. I mean, there's and, and,
3: and there's get, also email scrapers, too. But.
4: And make sure you're, I've said this before, but label your tracks with your name, too. So I'm not like, who is this? Jones at gmail.com? Like, I don't even know who that producer is. And if it's dope, what, what good does that do you?
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah, tag your stuff and don't send beats that are named underscore zero one. I mean you're oh, just yeah. not gonna <laughs> you're not gonna we're not gonna know. All right. So what are we doing? We're doing a quick music break? We're gonna do a quick music break, play two joints. Let's play two songs. I
3: don't wanna make it you know, Ray's probably gonna be mad at me for going overtime, but you know he's just gonna have Raise to. His he's just gonna have to let me buy him right. another drink. music
2: so. break, and then we got the incredible Andre Torres. Y'all will know in a minute. Peace. They say it only matters if they love in the. So I treat mine like a straight drug and abuse it
1: Love it or lose it, man, a bunch of excuses Open up your ears, this is something exclusive Sweeped right away like tussling broomsticks Measure beats, tailor rap, something that suits it Several beats, made them scratch vinyl and loop it Live acoustic, a ride in the movement Finally in tune with the rhyme and the juice spit It's all word of mouth, get it? I'm a technician, the next mission a fresh fit and so just listen, accept rhythm and catch feelings like I did it. Yeah, I've seen it before from peanuts to dough. That money put a spell on you. Nina Simone, watch what they selling you. Won't well, kneel to the throne. You can't stop the incredible. Surreal on my own. We don't. It's like that. It's really like that, right? It's like that. It's just like that word. It's like that. It's really like that, true. It's just like that. You know how we do. Breathe. One and then a two, two, two and then a three, three, three and then a four, four, then you gotta breathe One and then a two, two, two and then a three, three, three and then a four, four, then you gotta breathe One and then a two, two, two and then a three, three, three and then a four, four, then you gotta breathe Then you gotta, then you gotta, gotta. <inaudible> So these niggas can't breathe when I come to home to some shoes, gotta be 20, man, it's not even funny they can't breathe. The chokehold's too tight, the left looks too right You know what, you right, these bitches can Look, look, they hearts racing, they start chasing But I'm so fast when I blow past that they can In the presence of the man, the future look better Than the past if you present with the man, bitch I see them on the block when I pass It's Looking like they need oxygen masters I make it harder But I keep the blocks and the stashes Cause the cops wanna lock and harass us And make it harder They has to react like having an asthma attack When they see the plasma in back You dudes are wheezing behind me My flow is like a coop Breezing at 90, that's the reason they sign me The slick metaphors and hard punches on the cuts Feel something like hard punches to the gut. High dress the haters and underestimators. And ride up on them like they escalators. They shook up and hooked up the respirators. On their last breath, talking to investigators. I'm a breath of fresh air and a fresh pair. Face it, boo. And do it till your face get blue. And then. One and then the two, two and then the three Three and then the four, four, then you gotta breathe One and then the two, two and then the three Three and then the four, four, then you gotta breathe One and then the two, two and then the three Three and then the four, four, then you gotta breathe Then you gotta, then you gotta Yo, these niggas can't breathe What I come to, i to some shoes Gotta be 20, man, it's not even funny. They can't breathe the choke holds too tight, the left looks too right You know what? You right, he's with his stand Look, look, they hearts racing, they start chasing But I'm so fast when I blow past that they can In the presence of the man Your future look better than your past If you present with the man You gotta When the crew walk in it Pop a few cocks in it As quick as a tick in a New York minute Catch your breath before you catch a left Even worse, catch a teff Only way you catch an F To the A, B Kissing the maybe Rolling with my baby Gripping on a toy that you won't find A K, B I mom slick on you They don't have to play Put the high lick on ya, what you know by letting dimes lick on ya? Why you inhale the weed, and it won't stop till they inhale your seed, and it don't stop till I tell them to breathe, like a doctor with a stethoscope. I don't see no fucking hope, unless these motherfuckers, yeah. Brooklyn got her, uptown got her, the Bronx got her, Queens got her, Staten Island got her, you niggas got her, you bitches got her, everybody. 1 and then the 2, 2 and then the 3, 3 and then the 4, then you gotta, then you gotta, then you gotta, breathe.
3: Lap on the radio, we are Kit. back, brat,
5: brat, 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 brat.
3: and we have very special guests, oh, Andre Torres. Legendary, the legendary man, you guys. Round of applause, really, first yeah. of all, for, you our, you guys for Andre. And really don't understand how big of a deal they're taking this is the time out good. for you me I mean? personally because Thank you. I've been buying your magazine, both magazines, <laughs> <laughs> you know, religiously. You know, yes. not not so much the other one anymore, but you know. <laughs> Um, wax Poetics man is such a big deal um, let's get right into it man like I
5: mean I, I want to say a personal thank you to Andre Torres he put me in Scratch Magazine he gave me my very first shot so for me round to you round of applause for that thank you we need sound effects I, mean, I
4: got that issue too
3: I mean he gave yeah. he gave as a matter of fact I have a couple with me <laughs>
5: <laughs> he gave me, wait, he gave a young woman the opportunity as a producer yeah. to shine in Scratch Magazine and I I had... Come on, man.
0: I was on the hunt. I couldn't find many. Yeah. he was one of the only hot ones out there that was putting it's it crazy, down. It's crazy. Thank right. you, Torres. Right.
6: Thank
2: you. To, thank you, to, thank you to, Andre. That's dope. No. Let me find right. out, Stoney. All right.
3: <laughs> but, yeah, let's get into this, man. Um, You know, if if you don't know, now you know. He uh, used to be... He was the first editor-in-chief of Scratch Magazine when it first came out. Um, And he's also the editor-in-chief, founder, and publisher of... Wax Poetics, which is fucking popping right now. Um, Yes, legendary legendary, actually. And uh, they're they're just collectibles, man. For real, for real. Like any music lover, especially if you really love jazz, the funk, you know, stuff that you're not gonna be able to get anywhere else, like all the brazilian stuff, the forty fives. I mean, it just goes on and on. But Andre. Yes, sir. Let's talk about where, where you came from, how you got into this, you know what I'm saying? You're from
0: Florida originally? Originally, actually, New York. New York. I was born in the Bronx. Nice. And, um, you know, my pop, the Rico laws had just come into effect. Oh, so, shoot. you know, pop was a little, riding a little dirty back in the day. So. Oh, he okay. was, okay. He was uh, part of burning yeah. down the Bronx, huh? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I the, feel the very beginning. Okay. So. He's <laughs> actually own a record store up there. The stuff. Like, the Stump was the name of where? it. Correct. You've done your research. Yes, sir. Um, <laughs> so I've asked him on numerous occasions exactly where the hell it is, and I don't think he remembers, to be honest. So um, we moved to Florida as almost like an escape. You know yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. like he had to get out of town. So, um, you know, I grew up there in Tampa. It was, you know, dusty roads, one-horse town back in the day. It's a little bit bigger now, but yeah. – uh, You know, it got boring after college, I went to the University of Florida, and then I came up here to go to art school, really, like, to get my master's degree, and, you know, I got tired. I was, like, collecting records and making beats on the side, so I had a couple little joints come out on, like, some compilations back in, like, mid-90s, and then... Any of them we might know? I doubt it. Actually, we were on Freeze Records, which, you know, for real heads who remember Freeze Records, that's where Jay-Z's album actually came out. Reasonable Doubt actually came out initially on Freeze Records, and then Uh, it got picked up. So I actually have the original doubles of that when it was on Freeze, which I can't imagine... Anybody being able you to you get that now? You still got nowadays. that now? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Minty, too. Minty. <laughs> so, uh, Minty. Yeah. yeah. Minty. One of those days yeah. when the chips are <laughs>
3: down, you know oh. say, you, <laughs> might, you might have to put I'll that up on I have on eBay. number of occasions. <laughs> 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 People would pay for that. Jay will probably yeah, no, pay for, for that real. himself. For okay. real.
0: Yeah. I mean, it was like, you know, they were primarily a dance label. but I don't think, you know, Dame could get any distribution. Yeah. Right, so they just right. kind of threw it out there, probably just the first run, nice. and then they got picked up, and you know the rest is history, okay. as they say. So Amazing, crazy. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was really kind of like doing beats, collecting records, and then I just kind of got tired of the whole art thing and went and worked on like Wall Street, basically, wow. and. You know, I got tired of that real quick, probably about two years. I had to cut my dreads off. And, oh, no. You know, oh, I came man. up to That's be a like an thing. artist and wild out. And then I was like <laughs> wearing a suit and tie every day. But I worked at a World Trade Center. And, you know, everybody knows that shit was not good. I got fired a month before the towers went down so that was like the only good yeah, part. But
3: That's crazy.
4: That's unbelievable. Um,
0: you know, it was like amazing. we had started the magazine while I was working there but I was bullshitting around like trying to put together a magazine. I wasn't really doing what I was supposed to do. Right. What they was paying me for. So, um, you know, they, they told me to get the fuck out. I did and then the towers went down and then we had kind of had the magazine together but I didn't know if it was going to make any sense at that point. But we just figured, fuck it. Let's just throw one out and see what happens. You, well, refer, what, what, you what referring were referring to Rex, by the way, just yeah, so RACS, our RACS, listeners. Yeah. Rex didn't come until man, I think, yeah, about a few years later. Maybe, yeah, it was yeah, like two thousand
2: four. Yeah, mid two thousands. What were your thoughts when no, um, the the whole thing happened with the towers and just like in hindsight, going back and thinking about like, mm. wow, like this is an amazing kind of like weird decision and thing that the universe brought upon me like what, what yeah. were your feelings that at that time That was it exactly
0: I mean you know I had a I knew a bunch of people that worked at it, because I actually worked in Tower 1 on wow. the 79th floor so wow and then we got moved down to the 78th floor but so, so when I turned my desk around I mean m- turned my chair around I looked out the window that the t- the plane came in <laughs> into oh, that first tower wow. Wow. so I knew a bunch of people who were stuck that were still up on the 79th floor it only came 10 floors above so when it came through it got stuck and it was like weighing down that whole area so i knew people that were in there trying to get out and they kept telling them hold on we're coming to get you and the shit fell before they even got out so i was like i knew all these people who died i was like fuck i could have been stuck in that shit i was like depressed literally for like two weeks i walked around like i was like yo what y'all want to do so I was like, yo, let me just figure some shit out. Then I just figured, you know what? Just like you said, I could have been stuck in that shit. I was like, I'm not. I got this thing ready. It would be almost like criminal for me not right. to put right. this out now after all this shit we went through. So, yeah, it was just kind of like we didn't really have any expectations. I mean, I had no experience in running a magazine or anything. Like I said, I was like an art kid. So I just threw it out there just not knowing. Right. And, uh yeah, it caught on, man. There were some other heads out there who were hungry for it, too.
2: That's a really interesting um, uh, uh, thing to think about because, like, you know, at the time you had, you know, like you said, zero experience in the, um, you know, publishing world and how to, how to, you know, maintain that kind of business hierarchy. But the it, it seems almost like the passion just brought you into it and then, like, the uh, Uh, a series of events that happened that just you know kind of reminded you like you know what like maybe I was meant to kind of go into this and 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 do this wax poetics thing
0: yeah no I mean that's it exactly I think the passion you nailed it on the head with that word because you know I had no money when we were putting this together so I was hitting dudes up I'd read something on the internet somebody wrote you know, about records, and I'll be like, yo, (laughs) on my job, of course, like, (laughs) um, I'm putting together (laughs) this magazine, it's gonna be about beats and shit, but I ain't got no money, but I like (laughs) what you do, and, you know, come get down with me, and, you know, motherfuckers was like, yo, yeah, let's do this, so I just kind of gathered this group of other people, it was really all my passion that was, like, kind of catching on, driving, and, And, uh, yeah, driving the whole thing, so, you know, that really, I think, still is a big part of it, because, you know that's why I really for me I need to keep it interesting. You know for myself after you do it now it's been going into twelve years, I got to switch it up just to make sure I don't get bored with this shit. And then hopefully everybody else who's reading you know is on the same tip. So oh yeah. Um, so yeah man definitely passion that's the number one key. I think you know, in everything you do I think you know you can have lots of skills and experience in something but if you ain't feeling it if your heart ain't mm-hmm. in it you know it, it's going to be people going to be able to tell right yeah. You, know? yeah you can't
2: you can't um uh truly excel yeah in no, that unless unless you really feel it i now mean how, I now, Go ahead.
5: now how did you get into uh being the editor, the with the scratch magazine thing. How did that happen? For oh,
3: you? whoa, 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 whoa! Let's talk about. <laughs> let's, let's, bro, we ain't there yet. Like no, we always do I mean, it. We doing. I it.
5: Hurry! I don't want to miss the. Time. <laughs> yeah, I want to I mean, hear that story. We, <laughs> we <laughs> in a
3: time. We in a time chronicle right now. We got to <laughs> talk Chronical, about the first issue. Okay. So go Oh on. yes. Because the first issue was a fucking big thing. I cannot find <laughs> that shit. God. Oh yeah, no. Dre, yeah, what is up with that? I
0: don't even. I have, have it. Any. I got really? like maybe. I have it. Two or three.
3: You have it,
5: Stony? Yeah, I have it. Stony I has have it. Yeah, but sure. I mean, But, uh, I
0: mean, I've seen him go for like two, two fifty. That's what I event.
3: mean. So yeah. Like yo, yeah. speaking it's of our passion, crazy. like the people they had on the first issue, if you could touch on that, the people they had, you could definitely tell they were about their shit because of the three people that they highlighted. Well, how did that come issue. about? How did the whole
5: scratch? How did whose idea was Are we it? Talking no, we're, we're talking
0: about wax Poetics. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. Because scratch sure. came. Yeah. Four yeah. years after. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, well, I mean, you know, we had Cut Chemist, <laughs> DJ Shadow, Mad Lib. Um, you <laughs> and know, this crazy ass drummer, yo. Idris Muhammad. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Idris <laughs> Muhammad. Um, you know, because for us, that's really what we were trying to put down. I mean, you know, this really came from, like, digging for records and, like, hearing. It was, like, the beginning of the whole, like, internet chat room shit, like, yeah. mid 90s. And, you know, what I was catching was, like, we were on this beat list from TheBreaks.com, which is that whole sample yep, uh, right. mm-hmm. fact. And which still lives like, today, if yeah, you want to believe. Definitely. It. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, I think the guys at Who Sampled have kind of taken it yeah, you know, they they to have. like, another they took level. It another but, level. But, yeah. Um, but, yeah, at the time, that was our shit, and we were just on there trading information, and I was realizing, shit, I was digging for records down in Florida, but I didn't really have, like, a crew. I mean, I didn't really know anybody else who was doing it. And then I came up to New York, I met some other cats and then realized, oh, shit, this dudes out in the UK, Japan, Germany. Once I was on that list, I realized this is, like, some real shit. Like, I ain't the only one in this shit. So that was really, for me, kind of, like, eye-opening to realize, wait, there's a community out here. And the idea was really just to sort of show that digging for beats, you know, and that aspect of, like, production and DJing was really, like, another component of hip-hop that... Really, a lot of people weren't really talking about, um, and in especially in the magazine world, because what happened was I wanted to do like a documentary. My man was like a filmmaker, and I was trying to figure out something we could work on together. I was like, "Yes, do this documentary on beat digging." And then I went to do some research. There wasn't nothing out there. And Then I yeah. was like, "Well, shit! I couldn't even find it on on like James Brown and some wow. of the bigger artists, but you know, fuck, you know David Axelrod or some shit. Nobody." knew nothing about that at the time. So the only way I was hearing it was these kids on the beat list talking about, oh, this drummer and this record and these beats. And I was like trying to keep it all in my head. And I had mad like word docs with lists (laughs) of records and trying to like carry it around. And then I was like, yo, it's too confusing. And I needed something. I smoke a lot of weed. Yeah. I needed something to, so I could remember. Yeah. And that was where I came up with the idea for a magazine. I was oh. like, if I get something that's brilliant. Like collectible, it's brilliant. nobody brilliant. will yeah. ever have yeah. to worry about yeah. like forgetting this shit. You know? so. And the best part
2: about it is you, you weren't uh, motivated by money. You weren't motivated oh, no. by <laughs> any of that bullshit. <laughs> right, right, you know, it was just pure, unadulterated, I fucking love this shit, I want to do some shit. Word, yeah. And no, that's that's really <laughs> what it came down that's to. Right. And I love that. And and it shows through the magazine and, and the legacy that, that you've that. built. So. Thank did, you, sir. Did you ever follow through with the documentary? Or you, you No,
0: I mean, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, we've done some videos now. And I was actually in talks last year about a TV show. I don't know if you ever seen the show American Pickers. It's yeah. like these oh. two guys I wrote on. So I had that's this my, idea my, of taking that, that yeah. like, American Diggers was the sort of working title at one point. But it was going to be about yeah. guys in the trenches who, like, really make a living. I know cats that would who, be amazing. that's all they do that still is needs to happen. records. And yeah, I'm needs talking high-level dudes who find dudes who have, like, you know, 10 copies of something that's worth maybe $1,000 a piece. That's crazy. And then we'll go hit dude off with a little chunk, get those 10, keep one, and then (laughs) sell the other nine (laughs) and and make 10 Gs like that, you know, and just keep it moving. And that's like a daily operation. And these cats, you know, that to me is fascinating. Cats who can like really work that record in. So, you know, we have done some video shit. The whole documentary thing I've had to sort of put on hold. Even the show stuff, the way that we were trying to do TV always kept sort of leading us down like a reality TV thing. And I was really on some like Ken Burns like History of Funk and Soul. Right. Right, right, Seven part PBS series. (laughs) They were like, (laughs) Nigga, <laughs> who the fuck is <laughs> 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 Wait up before. You ain't no yeah. Kim Burns, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm still, you know, that's the right. idea I mean, at
2: the, some point.
3: The best part about it now is you have an even greater platform. Like yeah, what? a huge audience now, and it's right fucking off. worldwide, man. That's so yeah, true.
2: That's worldwide. I appreciate that. She, I think, I cheers I think, to that. that. Yeah. yeah, cheers, cheers to that. 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 that show is definitely um, something that I can see being a hot thing in 2013 or... Whatever. Right I mean, on. it's just you know, just the, the the fact that the general public is embracing uh, reality TV, like you said, and just those yeah. types of things like American Pickers and stuff. Like, I, I think people are intrigued. I, I I feel like you know, and you know this more than all of us. You know, there's a large community of people that are very much into that culture. Were
0: yeah. And then I mean, there's a new
5: generation that needs it too. Yeah, and they, they need they the education need that so bad.
0: You know that I mean. I think that that nails it. That's been one of my main impetuses. for for doing this magazine, really, was that, you know, I kept hearing these stories and, you know, I could see it getting lost. Especially when we first started and being in New York, a lot of people who grew up here in the sort of golden era of hip-hop, they kind of took the shit for granted because they didn't realize how unique and special that period was if you were here going through that being at park jams and mm-hmm, watching yeah. motherfuckers hook up to like the, the fucking yeah, yeah. power lines yeah. and shit, like cords. Yeah, like
5: you, yeah. To the yeah, to like, the you know, there.
0: we were getting it secondhand. Even though I was born here, I always like I used to look at my father crooked. I'd be like, I'd be watching like some shit on PBS about hip hop, and they're like in the Bronx. I'm like, could have been in this shit. Like, so there was almost almost like I came back to New York to sort of recapture what I felt I missed almost. And like, you know, and sort of to show everybody who is here, like, yo, look at this shit. Like, did y'all not realize like what the fuck you were in the middle of here? So, um, you know, that's been a big part of it, like to make sure that this sort of knowledge gets passed down to the next generation Mm -hmm. of kids. Yeah, that's
2: important. That's
0: important.
3: All right. Well, you know, we got past the, you know, the the introductory <laughs> so you uh, wax. Get all what you need out. No, no, no. <laughs> no go ahead. You, I uh, believe me, I got plenty <laughs> I'm, more, Stony. I'm, I'm, I'm tipping it off. I will let you live. Go ahead. Let's, let's, let's go ahead. Let's get into scratch magazine. Okay. Like you know, <laughs>
5: go ahead, Stony. I mean, Andre, you go, it, it's yeah. your world, baby. Go uh, ahead. Just tell us. How did How did that come about? I mean, yeah, the idea was brilliant. <clears throat> right, on. absolutely, I appreciate that. Thank Every you. producer ran to that magazine like this is the Bible,
0: yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, that's what we were trying to do. Where did the
5: idea come from? Did they approach you? Did you approach them? How um, did that come about? And we need it again, man.
0: Yeah, well, you know, I would love <laughs> to do something similar. We've talked, you know, and I'm still, I got this thing in my head, so <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah, it really was it came out of nowhere. I got an email from the publisher. If anyone knows Harris Publications, Harris, yeah, they we, do Double XL and we Rides and Scratch. Well, they did Scratch when I got there. Um, King, I think, was like right. the other big title at the time. And the dude was like, "Yo, I saw your magazine Wax Poetics in somebody's office when he was out Capitol Records or Universal." Out in L.A. And he was like, yo, you know, you got any back issues? I'm the publisher of, you know, XYZ magazines. And, but I also collect soul records. I'm a big 45 dude. Would love to get some back issues. So I was like, oh, yeah, nice. cool. I mean, at the time, I was doing Wax poetics, but, you know, we was broke. Like, well, still are, really. But, I mean, back <laughs> then, like, I was working, like, I think two jobs at the time, maybe. Wow. I was doing, uh-huh. like, construction work during the week and, like, working at, like, a fairway like as their like wow. catering dude, like right. taking <laughs> catering orders and shit so wow. on the weekends and shit like hustling. So
5: That's a he hit me
0: up and was like, yeah, hey, come on in. So, you know, I came through, brought some magazines and we was just kicking it, like showed him the shit. And they had just sold guitar world was the <laughs> name mm-hmm. of uh, that magazine wow. that they had done. <laughs> um, that brings and, you know the, the the publisher, the associate publisher, the younger dude was like, listen, you know, when I was <laughs> growing up, you know, I got electric guitar for, you know, my Bar mitzvah, And, you know, nowadays, you know, kids, they don't get electric guitars. We just sold our guitar magazine. They get DJ equipment. You know, I was
2: like, yeah, yeah, it's true.
0: Definitely DJ is on the rise. Like, you know, so he was like, so yeah, what do you think about that? You know, we got, we've been thinking, toying around with this idea. And I was like, well, I've been toying around with this other idea. Because what we were doing at WaxwoodX was certainly hip hop, but it was through it was actually looking at soul, funk, jazz, all this other music through a hip-hop lens because that was how most of us came to that music. Um, But I always wanted to do something that was a little bit more just straight hip-hop focused, like especially on the beat tip, focusing on like bigger producers or whatnot. So when he was talking DJ, I was like, well, yeah, it's cool, DJ, but I was like, you know, the real evolution is about the DJ into the producer. And that's why I started breaking it down for them about how, especially at that time in the mid-2000s. I mean, the, super, the age of the super producer, there could yeah. have been a better moment right. to right. do a magazine like that. I think it's a little bit different now. Um, but nonetheless, obviously an integral part of the whole music-making process. And I think the whole technical side... From the equipment end, I saw, like, in Remix magazine, Yes, they were talking about that, but it was all dance music. Yes. And I was like, well, what yeah. the fuck? These dance music dudes, especially at the time, now EDM obviously is a huge market now, but at right. the time, it was somewhat still marginalized. And they were putting these kids on the cover, and I was like these niggas ain't selling <laughs> a quarter of what Just Blaze is yeah. or fucking Dr. Dre. Yeah. I'm like, they need to be putting these motherfuckers on yeah. the yeah. So I was like, I'm going to do me a magazine that's like just straight hip-hop head right. producer, DJ-centric. So once I kicked it to them like, yeah, your DJ thing is cool, that's why it was called Scratch, because they already had the name and they that. wanted it to be a DJ magazine. I was like, yeah, it's cool, you can keep it Scratch. I said, well, there is a dude who just put a documentary out and he may holler at you because he called it Scratch. That and was sure a dope enough, documentary, too. Sure yep. enough, Man. a couple of weeks after I started, that nigga called up and was like, yo, you know, that's the name of my <laughs> 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 Oh Yeah, uh, I told these niggas <laughs> that. don't want to holler at him. So they worked something out. That's why it couldn't, it wasn't supposed to say magazine underneath it. It just was supposed to just say Scratch. Wow. But once he hollered wow. at us, we had no choice but to add magazine into the logo right. okay. to make sure that we, Avoided any fucking, which in my or.
2: in my opinion was probably a better move.
0: Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know. I mean, definitely, at least the dude wasn't like, "Yo, fuck you, take the name off, change it, blah right, blah blah, whatever." Right, yeah. So, um, so yeah, that mean that was really, you know, they came with half, and then I came with the other half, and you know, they told me I'd be able to quit my job doing construction. I was like, "Yo, what? Sit in the <laughs> office and like do a magazine?" And then I was able to still do wax printing. So. We were running mad game out of the Harris offices. I mean, I was literally running both magazines out of that cubicle. That's really all they gave us. Right. Um, we were getting our magazine shipped to their building, pallets <laughs> arriving. They'd be like, yo, nigga, there's like 2,000 magazines. I was like, yeah, just bring them over yeah.
2: here. I was like, Wait, uh, uh, Andre, the is, is, and is this info you want to disclose <laughs> yeah. right now? Oh, now, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. A I guess, guess, like, guess, like, sure. The statute of limitations. <laughs> of <this. laughs> okay, okay, cool. <laughs> I
0: think, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> <good now. laughs> So That's incredible. Um, so, yeah, no, I mean, it was great while we were doing it. I had a very clear idea about what I wanted to do, about producers, the kinds of people I wanted to talk about. They were, you know, trying to do double XL light, you know, and that's right. where we wound up. With the artist, you know, they were coming, like, in, yeah. you know, and I should have seen the writing on the wall because I knew what they did anyway, but I was like, yo, let me just, I used to always throw rocks. I didn't really throw rocks, I just used to talk shit about that whole empire from the outside. I was like, Here they're giving me opportunity to go right in the middle. So let me see really what it's about. Because I had heard the stories about that environment. But I went in, and just we did our thing. But I did it how I knew I wanted to do it. And he was like, listen, man, we love exploits, but it's like, it's just some kind of racist-ass shit. You know, they were like, well, people who read our magazines, they like, um... They don't really like to read. <laughs> <laughs> what? 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 This was like in one of the first <laughs> oh meetings. Oh, my like, God. Yo, I have this real? on
3: tape. I love this shit. <laughs> that's crazy.
0: Damn, that's kind of crazy right <laughs> there. Wow. You know, they like they like to look at the pictures and the ads and shit. Holy shit. <laughs> you know, so ads so and shit. So basically, yeah. so they, were they like, wanted
5: you to dumb it dumb it yeah, down. Yeah, they were like, yeah. we
0: want like Wax like 101. And I was like, okay, you <laughs> know,
5: I got you. We're going to make it like, I wasn't going to go right. way,
0: way deep, deep with it. It was still going to be like... But, I mean, still, you talk talking about equipment. You're talking about yeah. production. That right. shit gets technical. You need to, like, be thorough in your approach. Or real niggas who were making beats were going to call us out. They're going to be like, yeah. this nigga don't know what he's talking about. This is, like, a light version of beat making. So right. I was like, yeah. no, we're going to go all the way in. And then, you know, we put the first couple issues like, yeah, it's great. It's great. It's great. It's like, but maybe you could just, like, give that front section a lobotomy. You know what I'm <laughs> gonna, like, <laughs> What the fuck? we already yeah. like oh, it's Christ. already like Eric Sermon fishing and shit I'm like yeah, how much more yeah. lobotomized can this get cause I was trying to go as light in the ass as we could in that place right.
5: yeah, I saw the change immediately once they started putting artists cause Yeah, cause it was like was I know big artists big. was a thing you didn't want you didn't want any artists yeah, I mean any I of that, thought yeah, it producers. should be about I mean if there yeah. were
0: gonna be artists like we did Eminem it was gonna be about artists who were making beats Right, had a real that's what I respect it. It, which so. is the
5: article with uh, the magazine I'm in. So plug plug. Yeah, 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 I got you. I got Man. you right no. over
2: here. You can even
3: get it signed if you want to. Uh, I well, signed sign sign it. It. Sign it for you. There you know <laughs> i need those signatures. But y'all started it off beautifully with Dr. Dre on the
0: cover for the oh, first. Yeah, that was yeah. Cool. yeah. I mean, I fought that was hard. I mean, they put us through the ringer to get I that back. And I, and I it thought it was gonna be easy to get that interview. Oh, real hard. I thought it was gonna be real easy because you know it was Harris. They just had him on Cover double XL with right. 50 and, right. and M, and you know, I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna slide right in. They were like, uh, Who scratched what? and I was like, Oh shit, oh, like man. they were like, So who's gonna do the interview? and I wasn't gonna do any writing, I don't consider myself a writer. I knew dudes who were like heavyweights that I figured I'm gonna let them do this, especially after they've been grinding for me for years for free. Now I could get them a check over at Scratch, so I was like, Yeah, I got this dude, and they were like. Uh, What has he done? And I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. I sent him some shit and they were like, no, no, I don't think that's gonna work. And uh, my editorial director, that dude that they had working with us, who went on to (laughs) start Antenna, if you remember that magazine they put out, um, Hmm. he was like, why don't you do it? And I was like, get the fuck out of here. And he's like, no, come on, Wax Poetics, you know, send him some copies of Wax Poetics. I was like, all right, man, because I didn't know who else was going to do this shit and we were running out of time so I was like, all right, fuck it, let's just see, see what they say. Send him some wax papers. The woman called me back, his publicist was like, I think you are the perfect person to do this interview and she was all like, just oh, so- like, she's like a 50-year-old soccer mom, like, all you know, I was like, you're Dr. Dre's publicist? You know, be, I didn't expect I was going to be like talking to some gangster bitch but I was like, still, like, I just kind of thought it was going to be a little different but. She handled her business. It was like when you're dealing with them, the window opens and you are allowed into that world, yeah. and then shortly thereafter they close the window on oh, you, absolutely. and then they right. walk, and you're like, "Hey, knock it <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and You're so trying to get another piece say, of pie, yeah, like yeah. yo, because yeah. oh. I tried to do a follow up <laughs> or some shit after, and it was like, just like "See, Andre, rah. that's so
2: funny that that that, that happened because it, it's so synonymous with the politics of the production game, mm-hmm. where you know you're a new producer." And, you know, let's say you uh, form a relationship directly with a big artist, like a a Lupe fiasco. And Lupe's feeling you. And Lupe's just an example. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm a new producer, I form a relationship with Lupe, and we're making some great music. And then when it comes album time, and it's time to um, clear the records and start cutting checks and getting publishing Mm -hmm. info, you got the label guys, Big Brother coming in. Mm -hmm. All right, who is this kid? Yeah. All right, Lupe. Who did this track? All right, what has he done? Right. You right. know. Right. All right. Well, we don't it want. Don't we don't want to pay this it. kid. Yeah. You know. So it's just uh-huh. that politics, and and that's yeah. crazy because it seems like that kind of uh, uh, uh practice and hierarchy is very evident in the uh, publishing world.
0: Yeah. Too. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, I think the whole music industry is kind of built on that idea because. You know, it's definitely hierarchical. You know, I right. mean, it, like there's some motherfuckers on top of the food chain and, and they shitting down on everybody else. So, you know, Dre certainly, <laughs> even at the time <laughs> and even probably still now, right. is certainly, you know, at the top of the pyramid. I so mean, he got those Beats headphones. You can't tell him shit. Oh, she- yeah, <laughs> shit. Dude. No, no, you know, it was shit. crazy when I met him because, you know, we no one had really seen him for a minute and that was kind of when he had started yeah, they, working out. That was mid two thousands. Yeah. Yeah, so he so was yeah, that was It was like when I saw I was like, God damn, this nigga's jacked up. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, now he look like like the Gee, Hulk I or Joe some shit. Some yeah. <laughs> he's like gone way overboard with the shit. But I was like, damn this nigga look man young and shit. He was like and yeah, it was mad cool. I mean literally he rents out this studio, he books it for like a year, you know, and just stays there and does music whenever he wants. Yeah. So we just kind of dropped in on him for one day and saw the whole process. That wasn't
2: legacy, was it?
0: Legacy Studios. In I'm LA? not
2: sure. I'm not sure. Small spot yeah. with a little garage you go up and you go. No, out. no, no. Okay. It was
0: definitely kind of like definitely out in and the middle of nowhere. Okay. Yeah. So As Andre,
5: though. let me let me ask you this question. And you know, um, when you working with Scratch Magazine, mm-hmm. do you feel like after a certain amount of articles, did you feel like, with hip-hop anyway, mm-hmm. did you feel you reached like a point of there was nowhere else to go? Because when you look at you know, the, the top ten producers, it's been the same guys for right, a long right. time. So a magazine like Scratch Magazine, you know, you need new producers who are going to come in who are going to be legendary. Right. And with the way that, you know, hip-hop is, is you know, it's like the gatekeeper, and mm-hmm. then everybody's underneath the gatekeeper. But with that magazine, did you feel like, okay, at some point, new guys are going to have to get their love and notoriety and the shine because yeah. they're under all these guys. What, the type 10? We can name them. You know what I'm right. saying? Right, exactly. Then, and then that's it. For the past, what, 10-some ideas, did you feel like... There was a point where, like, okay, where are we going now?
0: Well, you know, I, I never actually got a chance to get that far because I only got probably... I started to work on Just Blaze, and that right. was pretty much when I left. I didn't finish Just uh, Blaze. I kind of gotcha. put that issue together, and then somebody else came in, I guess Jerry, and finished it. Right. Um, but, so I only really got to tip of those. There were a couple of producers who I didn't feel at the time were worthy of covers, even though in retrospect, when you look at the big picture of it, they probably were guys like who they wound up doing later on. They kept harassing me. No disrespect to these guys. But at the time, Swizz Beats, Jermaine Dupree, it was kind of like, you know, it wasn't really happening for them at that moment. And I didn't feel like I could give them a cover and rationalize it. Even though right. I think eventually those guys would get a cover what my hopes were were after a year or two years of kind of cycling through these bigger names there would be some cats that would kind of pop up yeah because with that uh, kind
5: of magazine that gives those guys a face yeah exactly I mean, that's what
0: really i thought this is the new superstar you know you saw all these producers really kind of like in the limelight at that in that period And I thought there's just going to be a whole groundswell of this. Like, they're finally getting their love at the same level that the artists are. People are realizing, oh, shit, it's not just about the rapper. You need somebody to make the beat and fucking arrange it and this, that, and the other. And I think, you know, as noble as an effort it was, their idea of a magazine wasn't what I... My idea of a magazine. I mean, we've done ours for now 12 years and grown it organically. Theirs... That's not their game. They... They said, "Okay, we sold three hundred thousand copies of Double XL when we put Dre, uh, Fifty, and M on the cover. If I put one of them on a cover, <laughs> I could sell a hundred thousand. You know, that was literally how they thought. And wow. so, when wow. I put Dre on the cover, that's what they wanted to do: sell a hundred thousand copies. And we probably, <laughs> for a brand new magazine out of nowhere, we did probably half that, which right. is you not guys sold a lot. Yeah, I mean that." issue especially because it was Dre he hadn't really done an interview like that in a while so it was a good start we were starting to pick up steam but it was never fast enough for them they it was like trying to fit a circle in a square they kept wanting me to change shit and, and make you know, it and, and stupid it's a, and it's, and a, make shame. It. Right. it's right. a
5: shame because there are so many producers you know and that's why we do the show mm-hmm. and that magazine yeah. I mean people just sit service. there waiting like, oh, is it in the newsstand right now yeah, like word. fiends we need that Yo,
4: Andre, okay, I'm I'm over here, but that's you can I, breathing. Can I ask you a question? Breathing what, deeply. What What did you think when Kanye came out and started demanding money to be on covers of magazines?
2: Wow. Well, you know, that's not a good question.
0: It was kind of right around the time that we were about to try to get him. Um, so you know, I remember thinking, "What's this kid of his fucking mind like? I mean, <laughs> does he not know how this works?" But You know, there was a lot of talk about Kanye at the time. And, you know, once we wound up getting in the studio with him and sitting with him for a day, you realize, you know, he's not insane. I mean, the guy's a normal dude. There's a lot of shit that he talks that may be crazy, but he knows how to navigate. And especially early on, not to burn any bridges like that. Because nobody was going to fuck with him if he was trying to get money out of him. I think he wasn't that stupid. So... Um, but you know, there certainly are artists out there who feel like they're doing you a favor, you know, when they agree to do the interview and it's like, they make you jump through rings of fire. I mean, even the day we did Kanye, I didn't, you know, I had an art director or creative director who pretty much handled all the kind of cover shoot and everything. And the concept was all his. And then, of course, Kanye didn't like the concept. And so <laughs> Kanye wanted to change the concept like, as we were at the photo shoot at Sony Studios. And then it was like, dude, like, I'm trying to be the mediator in the middle and telling them, dude, we can't really change shit right now. I mean, right. you know, you're just going to have to roll with this. So, and in the end, you know, it came out fine. I mean, you know, but uh, yeah. You know, so I mean, that I think crazy behind the scenes. That was the idea yeah. was a guy like Kanye was a perfect example of like trying to find these cats as they were on their way up. No, right. you know, I don't think anybody really knew at that point. I mean, we knew Kanye was going to do something, but we didn't know how big it was going to go. And it, right. I think that is really the part that kind of keeps me in this game is really who's that next dude, you know, that's going right. to come up out of nowhere and surprise the shit out of everybody. So yeah, it's awesome. Awesome. No doubt.
3: Shit, man. I mean, I kind of. I, I want to talk more about scratch, but I want to talk more about wax Poetics. I so know there's I'm, so, I'm, I'm so much right now. But oh, so it, so it, much. It,
5: it, what, what's what's in the future? I mean, we've got what eight minutes here. Yeah, what, we got let, about eight minutes. Let's talk about now. No, we let's going over today. time.
3: We going over. <laughs> <laughs> time. We going over <laughs> let's talk
5: about today. What? What? Yeah. You know, what's your vision? What? I know you got some stuff in the stash. I mean, <laughs> I mean come on.
0: Well, you know, I mean, you know, the magazine I think obviously for us is at the core of everything we do. I mean, we started publishing books and you know, the record label I think now is <clears throat> excuse me, something we're focused on a lot. I've tried to, to do a little bit more. Last year I was working with uh the celebrity chef Marcus Samuelson. You may know his mm-hmm. oh, restaurant, that. the wow. Red Rooster Red, Red up in Rooster. Harlem. So they hollered at us uh Last year, and they wanted me to come up and be their music director. So I hmm. was, like, booking bands nice. and DJs at his restaurant. Are you,
2: speaking of that foodie stuff, are you familiar with Eddie Huang?
0: I am, yes. Yeah. Do you know ripped Eddie, Eddie ripped uh, Marcus's ass. Yeah, he, uh, they're like arch enemies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's I like watched that. that. I was there yeah. at the time that's when that whole thing me. went down. That's so. the homie. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, lo- no, I, love I mean, you know... I love Marcus, but Eddie has some points. <laughs> 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 I was like, I'm in the middle of this shit. This like got-
4: <laughs> Yo, this might be the most honest guest we've had <laughs> no. at Black Panther Radio. I ain't got
0: nothing to hide. I, <laughs> I like this. And all of them know, they come to me, I'm going to tell them right to their face. <laughs> yeah. That's just the way it is, nigga. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, for me, really, right now, I think, you know, we're really focused on the, the label and the magazine. I think, you know, I'm... Working with this kid, Adrian Young, who did the... um, (laughs) Fucking fantastic, man. Right on. I appreciate that. (laughs) Um, You know, I saw... And that all kind of was like a fluke thing, really, how we kind of found him. You know, we'd gotten invited by the people that were putting Black Dynamite together uh, to work with them and be like a media sponsor or partner. um, And then released the the score or the, the soundtrack. And then... They were like, "Oh yeah, there's a dude who's direct who's like, working with the director. I think he's like, he was doing the editing on the film at the time." And and I'm like, "Okay, the niggas, the editor of the movie, and you telling me he made some music that y'all are gonna put in a movie?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, 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 yeah." You should. You should <laughs> I'll send you a couple of tracks. I was like, yeah. I was already thinking, "Jesus, are these niggas serious?"
3: And he
6: was surprised. And, and sure enough, <laughs> they sent
0: me. They're like, here's a couple, but they're not done. Whatever. I put the shit on, I was like, oh, shit, this <laughs> nigga is, what? i like, yo, who is this kid? And they they were like, yo, and they linked us up, and we started building. I was That's like, crazy. dude, you got some shit. Like, yeah. And we just kind of like, all right, let's do this project, and then after that, what you want to do? And so we did this something about April record, and then we, he linked up with the dude from Delphonics. So we got this Delphonics record coming out in two weeks. In the process of doing that... He got a call from Rizza, and now he's working. Well, just finished that Ghostface project, which will be out a month nice. after the Delphonics joint. So, nice. you know, again, it's like one of those things that you never really know where this is going to go. We just kind of like linked up with Dude. We were vibing, and we just kind of went with it. Now it's kind of led to this whole other end. So, you know, we were going to do just reissues, and now we're working with more artists. I got this female. Uh, that we just uh, signed last year, we put her record out. We're about to put another one out later this year. Kendra Morris. Her actually is another weird shit where we put out a couple of like cover songs before her album came out, and we got a call from like this movie Dead Man Down with like Colin Farrell. Oh, and, I want to oh, see yeah. that. Shit. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, that does look good. Yeah, it does so look pretty the good. The trailer. That's her song.
5: Oh, I, that's yeah. crazy. It's like a
0: Pink Floyd cover that we just released like online leading up to her album that's release. Dope. And they hit us up like, yo, man, we really feeling this song. This is actually the song that we're using in the trailer. We were like, oh, word. They were like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So what you want to do? You want to fuck with me? I was like, yeah, what kind of money y'all yeah. talking about? <laughs> and they were like, they came out of pocket. I was like, damn, this is the game right here. Yeah. Like, the sync game? So... Yeah. Now that got me hyped cuz at one point I was like selling records like I just yeah. couldn't wrap my head around. I'm hearing so much good shit niggas are sending me. They putting out for free. <laughs> I'm like <laughs> yeah. how are you selling anything these days? But yeah. yeah, I mean I'm I'm hopeful for the record industry. So, yeah. um you yeah. know, I'm still fucking with it a little See, bit. See, that's awesome. Wave is my shit too. Yeah. Right on. Yeah, that's con- that's kind shit. Right? See, I think yeah, that's yeah. great
2: because because like it, it just seems like you're you're making um you know, decisions based off of feeling and passion, and like, yeah. kind of just like going. You you almost have to wing it sometimes, where it's that's like, true, all right, man. this feels good, and true. the pieces well, are in place. Organic. Like we're gonna we're, we're gonna jump yeah. in a hundred percent and take a risk. Right. You know, and and I think I think that's great, and and really like you know when you, in hindsight, that's kind of what's contributed to you um, building this empire. You know, and I think hmm. that's great because I see. A very uh, 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 close similarity to the music industry and just the production industry, you know. Yeah, I think Andre um, has something
5: special that. though. Yeah. You you have an eye and you can see thank things you. that you know the industry cat might go, oh yeah, you know this ain't the same The industry is constantly this. trying and to you're, figure shit out, and you're saying, you know what? I feel good about this, and this is dope. And right. check yeah. it out. And I appreciate that. Yeah, we appreciate you. Well, you know, yeah. I'm, yeah. Well, thank you. You know, I mean, <laughs> I think the
0: industry. You know, when people talk about it, that it's disappearing. I mean, in front of our eyes, we're watching it go. I mean, it's like breaking apart. It's consolidating. Yeah. It'll be probably one label right. in the next five, ten years. So I think what I'm seeing, which is the exciting part, it's kind of like the 1950s again, where it was just a bunch of small labels doing their thing. But now they have the Internet and every other social media platform to sort of, They don't need to worry about just being Sun Records in Mm -hmm. one little town selling just to some regional group of fans. I mean, you really can just sort of get on your soapbox on Tumblr and next thing you know, the whole world knows who the fuck you are. So I think that combination of sort of the small label, independent label kind of is like a renaissance in the industry. And that, you know, that other model will probably exist at some level forever. Um, But I think you don't need to worry about that now I mean I I hear about this kid Macklemore and it's like you know You got the number one rap song in the country With zero spins on urban radio Like so that's showing labels I mean if they're smart The industry There's something wrong here that y'all are doing If you got If you can't rectify how this kid Wound up selling Getting a hundred million views on YouTube (laughs) Without y'all having anything to do with this shit well, really, what are y'all doing? <laughs> right. You're obviously not giving the people right. what they want. That's crazy. Right. He know, he so. did and hire
4: Warner's radio team, though. Just, yeah, eventually. You know, I mean, oh, eventually yeah. they did. There, there's always so, that where you, you sure. still have to throw money out there, but still, eventually they I did mean, an incredible you, job. You
0: have you even even Warner even. is not going to throw money at it until
2: they right. see right, right. See absolutely. It and then yeah, yeah. one one doing, great so. example of 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 an artist that's kind of in between that is a a, a good friend of mine, Hoodie Allen. You okay. know he, he's completely independent. Um, he debuted an album couple you know last year actually, and it came number one on iTunes. It beat Damn. out Nicki Minaj on iTunes. Damn! So then all the labels were like, "Who the yeah, fuck is this?" Him. Yeah, they and he got the kid until right. it suddenly pops up. <laughs> exactly, he's got like five or six videos on YouTube, and they each uh, range everywhere between you know four million to eight million views. That's and it's all genuine, all completely uh, uh, independent. Where's he out of? He's based in uh, New York. He's from okay. Long Island. Okay. Um, and he's doing really, really well for himself. And you know, not to put his business out there, but you know, he's he's had um some label uh, labels come at him uh, mm-hmm. to offer him stuff, and he's just uh, uh sticking by what he knows and, and doing it DIY. That's dope. And he's he's making a, a nice living off of it. So yeah. it, it's like what you said, Andre. I mean, you know, the the form is open now. So if you're right. talented, you're smart. And, you know, you know how to how to play your cards right. You know, you can really, really thrive in this industry.
0: Yeah, no, it's true, man. I mean, that, I think, is what I'm excited about. The, yeah. the, the publishing music game, you know, I like where it's at. People are, like, want to shit on music so much now. And, I mean, especially, I'm 43. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and I hear so many cats my age, they just, like, stopped. Like, mm-hmm. they put earmuffs on and they just want to walk through the rest of their life like with this just holding on to this one dear moment in time and it's Mm -hmm. like nigga it ain't coming back like so take that shit off and walk around and look and see what the fuck is going on because you know I went and had dinner with the dude Seymour Stein who started Sire Records he signed Talking Heads, Madonna I mean this guy's a beast and it's like he's telling us about how he started at King Records with James Brown and how he was doing that doo-wop shit but then he'd flash to like you know singing italian to the waitress like volari <laughs> like he knew he had this encyclopedic knowledge of shit but still like knew when he saw talking heads like yeah sign them niggas echoing the bunny right, man or fucking right. the smiths or any of that shit he saw he knew at the time but yet we were having dinner with him because he was like hollering at one of our artists like yo i really like this girl right let's go sit talk blah 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 and it was like the nigga showed up to our South by Southwest Showcase. This nigga's 76. Yeah. With a cane. Couldn't even walk right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, That's crazy. In the dirt and shit. I was like, damn. Crazy. We sitting down building with this nigga. You know, he's like damn near three times the age, double wow. the age of some of us, but three times some of these kids there. And I'm thinking, yo, that's, that's where I want to be at. Yeah. This nigga yeah. is up on top of shit. Hell yeah. He knows what the fuck right, is going on. So cool. yeah, yeah, just because you're old doesn't mean you
2: have to be out of touch. Exactly. It's the passion.
5: It's, crazy. it's the passion. You know? it, it always
2: comes back to, to, to passion and love for whatever you're doing. And right. I'm yeah. so
5: glad that you shared that even when you were doing Wax Poetics, you still had two jobs.
2: Yeah, And oh, you yeah. still
5: work, because reg- everybody's like, yo, I don't want to work a regular job. I just want to be on my artist. Oh, shit. Oh, no. You still oh, need, no, it. You no. need that money. To Bills, keep yeah. your- Bills need to be paid. Yeah. And yeah, you- yeah. And- damn sure and you- do. You still need- but you still need that hunger, because if you're not working the two jobs, right. you're not going to be as thirsty either, because you want to get the hell out of that. You want to get out of that Yeah, spot. you want to yeah, get exactly. out of that. So unless you're in that, you're not going to feel like, yo, I got to get out
0: of yeah. that. Yeah. And then and when you get to that point where you can just leave all that shit behind, it's like, damn. This shit feel mad good. Okay, right. shit, You know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So. yeah, yeah.
2: But yeah. you got to take that leap of faith. It's true. It's always it's a leap true. of faith. At it some is. point. Yeah. I
0: was just right. talking to my partner about that earlier. I mean, the record industry shit, you know, like I said, I question it sometimes, but it really does take that. If you want, you got to get behind an artist and just be like, yo, fuck it. We're going to do this. And right. like, throw it out there and believe in it and hope mm-hmm. that the rest of the world does too. And that is a huge leap of faith, especially when you realize how much money you're throwing in that shit. It's like, oh, yeah. yeah. Goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> Goddamn. So, yeah. a cup of noodles for the rest of the month. Exactly. Yo,
2: they're they
3: kind of tasty when the chips are down. They're damn. very tasty. <laughs> that little powder. I will say a cup exactly. of noodles and, uh, and Dipsy Doodles are very, very delicious. <laughs> dipsy Doodles. 25, dipsy cent do- back. 25 cents, bon- bon- baby. Bon- right. No, no. He probably was on those Bon Ton chips. <laughs> 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 no, no. He was on quarter
5: Funch waters. The, oh. Quarter waters Water what?
2: To, what? Now I like fifty six. Right?
0: What the <laughs>
5: fuck happened? Right. And then, you, and then you
2: cut up the the top and make a little pea shooter from those. all right That's shit. Yeah. With the clay, with the, on the balloon it. and shit. Right. Shooter, but man, Andre, thank you so much for coming oh, through, yeah, man. Andre, and yeah, so no man. Let's give a round of applause for Andre, man.
3: And yo. So what you guys are Appreciate gonna have it. to do out there if you don't know anything about wax poetics? Please, go you you it. need to. Uh, if you, you don't, you need are you to guys, not. You tune you
2: into our show, bitch? Still yeah. doing, <laughs> still doing back issues? Or I'm only kidding. They yeah, they're on eBay. our
0: website. Yeah, you All right, it. well.
3: Sean, get back it. issue. For <laughs> real, for real, I'm going to have to just tell you which ones you got to get as a starter. <laughs> that yeah. one you probably ain't going to be able wow. to get. Public Enemy and the Bomb Squad. <laughs> and yo, I got three copies oh, of Oh, wow, this you one. got both copies. The, yes. the Dilla? Yep. The
2: Dilla joint. Like, yo, that was the I double. had one of those. Wow. It's at my mom's crib. And the oh, Philly good. issue.
0: The Philly issue. Word, yep. word.
3: For real, for real. And, and the
0: story of Planet Rock, and you got James Brown oh, on the other that side. Was, those are some right. of the hardest ones to get. Like, literally, they're I'm ba- all hard. So yo, Sean. dinner on Sean. Sean, we about to get you. Yo.
2: Yo. Sean's paying for dinner. On, on my mother, yo. Try me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Try me, yo. And, I'm yo, like if,
3: and if you can find this issue, too, pick up this uh, Frank 151 joint with a Rickster. Uh, you know, he interviews the homie Andre. Uh, it's chapter 43. It's the one with all the eyes on it. You know, legendary,
2: legendary, baby.
3: Just, just support the homie, man. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Round right yeah. of applause for Andre Torres. Yes. And, legendary and make sure shit. Tuning to, like, you know, everything you. he's doing with, uh, with Andre and, you know, uh, Adrian and uh, with, yeah. with uh, Black Dynamite Band, which is now Venice Dawn. Word, I actually man. ran into you at uh, Ars Nova's show. Oh yeah, yeah, yes, long sir. time ago, yes, like sir. yeah, you know. So yeah, I know yeah. where it came from, and you also got uh, well, a what we're actually joint,
0: you have a joint coming up at at LPR soon. Yeah, I was gonna say we just announced it today. It's the like the actual album release for the Delphonic. So William Hart's gonna oh, perform. Wow. I don't want to say. For sure, because I'm not sure, but it looks like there could be some special guests coming through. Oh, I shit. can't really shit. say for sure, but like I said, my man just finished the Ghost album, but has oh. as executive producer <laughs> on the album. And obviously, if you know Ghost shit, he rhymed all over William shit. He had wow. uh, William from the Delphonics singing on When the Smoke is Clear off his first album. So huge relationship there. Just trying to see if we can make it happen, but Amazing. yeah, oh yeah. What's, what's March, the date for that? March twelfth, LPR. Okay, it's March
3: twelfth, LPR, up. and it's, it's, a, and, up. it's and it's a modest price, fifteen dollars. Fifteen dollars b- before you get to the door. $7. Yeah, we got Taylor McFerrin
0: door. on the bill. We got yeah, he, he's uh, fucking dope. LPR uh, Mark Spinner Spock. is gonna
2: DJ, so yeah, come through. Spinner, <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Hey man, you guys need to fly in to come to this. Yeah. Yeah. Are you guys yeah. doing a showcase at
3: South by Southwest?
0: We, I had something planned, and I had to, I had to shut it down, man. Wow. Last oh, year, bro. I did the whole thing myself, and I got there, and I was so sick that, like halfway through the showcase, I literally had to go to the car and go to sleep. Like I was like wow. man, sick, worn out. And I, I started I working on go. this one, and I was like. Oh, shit. I started seeing the shit all over again. I was like, nah, <laughs> nigga, we ain't going this time. So. But it turns out I got a call today, and so I was like, yo, you want to come down and do this, da, 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 So I'm like, I may. But we probably won't do a showcase, but uh I may be down there. But, yeah, Best. first year, it's, it's definitely worth okay. spending a couple uh, days down there. LPR, right. oh, March 12th. And,
3: and I forgot um the Latin issue, too. Oh, word, yes. I, I got that one, Nineteen.
0: 19.
2: Yes. Wow! Look at that.
3: The,
4: the lowrider oh, oldies. Oh, that's that,
0: that's that's right. Nineteen was our first pseudo Latin issue. That was the last full number forty-nine. Yes. Yeah. Cal and that's the here, last the issue in the old format too, right there. Yeah. So. Damn. Yeah, there's some beast. We beasted on on those. Y'all definitely. beasted on <laughs> a lot of shit. <laughs> shit. But we got to wrap it up. We're wrapping.
3: And speaking of South by Southwest, we have to talk about, you know, our showcase we're doing
0: down
2: there. Yeah, real
3: oh, quick. Okay. We have
2: a, we have
0: yeah, a Blap. Yeah. The first Blap. year I'm
3: down there, you ain't going to be down there. I was going to say, well, I'm,
0: I'm, I, if I
2: get down there yep. myself, I got to come through yeah, and check you Friday, Friday night, um, Bl- uh, Blap, Celebrity Blap, Producer Showcase. Oh, all right. Uh, you know, so it's going to be, what, 7 to 9.30? Yes. Okay, roughly? <laughs> yes, um, yes. Details coming soon. Well, we okay. can only
3: announce two guests. We're, we're not allowed to let it all go, but it's okay. going to be uh, Knott and Willie oh, B. Oh, shit. Knott's nice my nigga. Willie B, uh, yeah. uh, B.
2: from TDE. And Willie B. from TDE.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah, a ton yeah. of stuff with Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, love TDE, And man. yourself. Love TDE. So. And
2: me. I dibble and dabble. Okay, yeah. I heard you do, yeah. you do a little something, something. <laughs> <laughs> <production>. <laughs> Just trying to be like these guys. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. But yeah, it's, it's going to be great. So come through, and Andre, it'd be an honor for you to come through oh, and hang out. I'd love to. If I'm If I'm down there, I'll be there. For sure. Shit, okay. So one, once again, round of applause for Andre Torres, man. Yes, thank, thank you, you for you. the knowledge, and, man. Shout out to Watchboy. Come through to LPR March twelfth. Yeah. No doubt. Once Don't again, miss it.
3: GID Radio, we signing off. Ray, thank you for taking yeah, ten yeah. more thank minutes you, out of your time. Thank you, sir. I got you on the drink, man.
1: <laughs> Peace. Hey, for the beast, for the love, for the alcohol, for the party.
0: One time.